Welcome, Toon fans, to another episode of Toon Hounds, the show that gives you episode information on <laughs> cartoons. Wow, that was smooth. It's flawless, wasn't it? Flawless. Uh, welcome to your fortnightly foray into all things animated. That's much better. Yeah, that's, that's a much how we better way do of it. doing it. That's how I usually do it. Um, None of this bullshit. No, none of this tangent in <laughs> Story Lords crap that I normally do. Um, I am one of your hosts, Rassable Rich Masters, and with me as always is my good old buddy, old pal, uh, Spurious. Spivsy? Spurious. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Spurious. I'm always going all over the shop. <laughs> Never know I'm what I'm going to do next. I'm trying to think of a decent <laughs> S word for you. Um, Sexy. This one, I wasn't going to do that. That was the first one that came to head. It came yeah. to head, came to mind, and uh, I was like, mm, "Yeah, that's I'd, not have to, I'd have is to it? call like, HR, wouldn't I?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toonhounds HR. Um, <laughs> it's another dog. Yeah, uh, the really that's a superfluous dog. HR <laughs> Toonhounds HR with two employees. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a Saint Bernard, and he looks really disappointed every time. He's he always to him. sad. Yeah, always sad. <laughs> This is bad um, for the company. <laughs> um, so this week we are doing Fox Marvel properties. Mm. Now, we did the two obvious ones, but yeah. we were just discussing about how many there actually were. It's um, too many. They, t- they got yeah, a bit, far too many. Yeah, they got a bit big for their boots, didn't they? They thought, well, Spider-Man and X-Men worked. Let's give all these bastards their own show. Yeah. No Avengers, though. No, of course not, no. Because um, no they weren't popular. They weren't popular yeah. at the time. Nobody gave uh, shit about Captain America in 1994. No. Um, was he no at that point? I think he was. I think he had given up the... It was that period where the yeah, president it was all of the United dark States yeah. Yeah, had, um, was a traitor. And yeah. Captain America <laughs> had to take him down and he was nomad. Um, I was trying to think what was, what was happening at the time in the Avengers comics. Probably Heroes Reborn, right? No, no, that was way later than that. I've got no Sorry, idea. Instantly correcting myself. Yeah. Um, so we've done the. So there was a Hulk. There was Fantastic Four. Iron Man. Silver um, Surfer a lot was, of, was Silver a weird Surfer. one. I don't know why one. they gave Silver Surfer one. No, I know. Uh, it's weird. Iron yeah. Man had. Um, I, it was Iron Man and Force Works, wasn't it? So you I had. I don't like, remember. I all remember the about the Iron Man one was him having like like his own warehouse where he built stuff and he had like cars in there. And yeah. the Mandarin would show up occasionally, yeah. but he was like the really problematic racist Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fu Manchu Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I don't think it lasted long, the Iron Man series. I think that was like one season. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, this th- wasn't there was like, a lot of... This what? wasn't like the first time that they've tried to do the animated series of... Love Marvel characters, but I think this was like the first time where it really it worked in their favour that people actually wanted to watch them. Yeah, because they'd done a few shows in the sixties. They'd done a Hulk mm. show, a Spider Man show, um, yeah. and then they'd done uh, the eighties Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. Yes, and there was a, there Iceman was a and Firestar as well. Then as well, um, they, there was a, there was. Um, the Thing cartoon as well in the 70s, the Hanna-Barbera one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they put a ring on it, it went, Thing ring, do your thing! And he turned into the Thing. That's Weird. some good ideas. 
and the um the the was it sixties the Fantastic Four show where they didn't have Johnny Storm in. No, they, they had was, Herbie. Yeah, they had Herbie the robot because they thought like <laughs> he was going to have his own show. That was yeah. weird. They brought him. Herbie's in the comics now. Yep. Which is yeah. insane. <laughs> he was the um, he was the Harley Quinn of the era, created yeah. for the TV show. Um, <laughs> Herbie, jeez. So, yeah, shit character. Um, <laughs> so we picked the two most obvious shows. Yep. The show that launched uh, the X Men, uh, the the Marvel Fox uh, relationship, X Men, mm. the animated series, and uh, the one that came three years later, Spider Man, the animated series. Yeah. Both are very, very similar in the fact that, um, again, Rich is going to bury the lead here like he does every week. They were almost okay. They were almost right. I don't don't mind them. I think think Spider-Man's better than X-Men in these cartoons, but that might be, like, mostly nostalgia because, I mean, this is the Spider-Man that, like, our generation grew up with, basically. Yeah. And I think that's why these shows are so fondly remembered yeah, as nostalgia yeah. goggles. Like, this was a lot of people's first intro to comics. Yeah. Um, it wasn't mine because, as I've mentioned before, uh, my dad basically just chucked comics at me from the age that I could read. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad loved X-Men the Animated Series and was like, this is as close to like having a film of the X-Men that we're ever going to get. And I was like, yeah. okay, all right, fine. So let's just watch it. Yeah, basically. Um, so X-Men debuted in uh, 1991 on Fox Kids. Uh, however, it was Margaret Loesch, I think I'm saying that right, who became the Fox Children's Network head who had three years earlier um, set a pilot called Pride of the X-Men, who uh, it was a completely different roster. Uh, Some might say a better roster. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, if if Kitty Pride was in it, it was going to be better. Nightcrawler was in it. Yeah, of course it it would be better. They're the two best characters. Um, which was based on mainly the giant-sized team plus Alison Blair, who's Dazzler. Of course, is Dazzler. I don't know what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> I'm trying to explain who she is. Alison Blair. Everybody knows Dazzler. Um, everyone knows Dazzler. Um, and uh, the pilot was shot down uh, by her bosses at the time. So the first thing she did when she got into the big leagues <laughs> of power at Fox Children's Network was correct that issue and order 13 episodes of X-Men. Um, <laughs> that's what 90- you'd do if you had that kind of power, though, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd yeah, make the show is. that you wanted to make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 1991 was a very big year for X-Men, a very yeah, it, big um, year. It was three years before the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> Things were looking up. <laughs> it was the year that X-Men number one, the highest-selling comic of all time, still to this day, uh, launched... Um, with Jim Lee and Chris Claremont. That's insane that's because that was like biggest selling in 1991. Says a lot for the fact that the comics industry completely collapsed by the year 2000. Yeah, X-Men <laughs> was the property that kept Marvel going yeah. for a long, long time. <laughs> they, they did pretty bad for those couple of years. But it's in- this what? is me being a bit cynical about the sales figures. Mm-hmm. Was it the best selling comic of 1991 because it was a good comic or because collectors were trying to make it into a good comic was it Uh, one of those where everybody bought it because they thought in 10 years time we'll sell this for fifty thousand dollars well there is an even more cynical approach it came with a gatefold cover and it came with four issues that made up the gatefold cover as well as the gatefold 
Um, so That's people a, if you've ever, were completionists. If you ever look into like the history of the um, like alternate covers of the nineties, it's really weird. The yeah. things that they started doing, like um, I can't remember what running. I think it might have been Savage Dragon or like something from Image mm-hmm. Comics, where they sold some. Where it looked like just like a cigarette, but had like gone through the pages, <laughs> or like it had been shot. So you'd go through and like the hole would be in each page and it would be like something to do with the page. And it was meant oh. to be that he'd been shot at the end of the comic. I mean, we've all been stung by uh, yeah. oil covers <laughs> yeah. and, you know, special edition covers. I remember there's a, a issue of Spider-Man. I don't know if it's ASM 300 and it's uh, the one where Aunt May dies for the first time. Yeah. And it's Aunt May's gravestone as a cover. And oh, it was just yeah. like, I've yeah. got that. And I was like, why did I buy that? Yeah. But, um, and there was one, I wish I could remember what comic it was, but they did like a like a special edition sort of foil cover, but it was like just metal, the front of the cover. It wasn't actual yeah. metal, but it was made to look like metal and it was just grey. Yeah. So you'd have to yeah. hold it at a certain angle to be able to see to what see the picture the was. Yeah. So yeah. stupid. They did the same with an issue of Nintendo Power. I remember that because <laughs> I had that issue. I um, think it might have been a Superman comic. I wouldn't be surprised. Death of, maybe. Yeah. Pretty so, ex- <laughs> um, what's wild to me is that for anyone who is just a toon hound and not a comic hound, yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Claremont had been writing X-Men at this point for 20 years. Yeah, he'd been doing it a while, hadn't he? Yeah. Since uh, Dave Cockrum and Len Wein left, um, he'd been he'd taken over the giant size team and he had been writing religiously X-Men for nearly 20 years at this yeah. point. And this was the height of their popularity. It's just after um, that really famous issue of X-Men where Wolverine is in Madripoor fighting with Captain America and Black Widow in the past. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. Just after Rogue and uh, Magneto have their little dalliance in the Savage Land where mm. Rogue is wearing the uh, remnants of a costume that has become <laughs> almost like an alternate costume favourite for people. Yeah. Um, where Psylocke um, had basically became a really racially problematic character. Oh, God, who... yeah. Was that then? Shit, yeah. I thought that was a little bit later because no. like, the Psylocke stuff was really dodgy. <laughs> like... Yeah, they went through the Siege Perilous and were given mm. a chance to get new lives and Betsy Braddock and Quanon changed bodies. Yeah. So you had a, a Asian a Japanese ninja assassin in a white british yeah sort of oh, uh, it was weird pink wearing body and vice versa i'm glad um, that they over time kind of repaired psylocke and betsy yeah. braddock yeah like they it's, they actually do they managed to like rectify all of the mistakes they made during the 80s and 90s to a to yeah. a degree <laughs> yeah it's um i think chris claymont created psylocke and i think that like uh, she was a much better character when she was Captain Britain's sister yeah. and, you know, who was also a mutant who then became her own character. She was yeah, really great yeah. in the like the outback years and stuff like that. Um, so 20 years of success had culminated in 1991's launch of X-Men 1, which was a parallel run that ran alongside Uncanny X-Men, um, where the team was split into the gold team, which was Jean Grey, Storm, Iceman, Archangel, Colossus, and Bishop. Yeah, the favourites. And the better team. (laughs) Cyclops, Rogue, Gambit, Psylocke, Beast, Wolverine, and for some reason, Jubilee. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think that somebody in like the okay. high command of Marvel Comics mm-hmm. just really liked Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, because she because shows up quite a lot in things where you think, I don't. Why get, is she here? Why is Jubilee here? Because Jubilee is just dazzling. Yeah, she's a chick. She's a, well, she's <laughs> she's dazzler mixed with Kitty Pride. Yeah, but in no way as interesting as either one of the those characters. I mean, I think Jubilee was originally created because I was trying to get that like alternate counterculture mm. vibe going with a yeah. team member. Yeah, if she's, I'm surprised she never. Um, wore uh, rollerblades. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. No, she did. She leg, used to wear she them wore in the leg outback. Warmers. She used to wear leg um, warmers. But I'm surprised she don't, didn't say, uh, like, don't have a cow man yeah. and skateboarded through the scenes. Like, her power wasn't skateboards. <laughs> yeah. That's how <laughs> 90s cool she was. Um, so the blue team were not even objectively better. They were just they they were just better in every yeah. way. Uh, it was just a better makeup for the for the team. The the uncanny team was not as interesting. No, no big personalities. Like they put Gambit and Wolverine on the same team for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's like it's they were hamstringing themselves from the start. But um it was decided that the animated X-Men series would have the essentially the cast of the blue team, yeah. with a few exceptions, Storm, mm-hmm. um, who is a no-brainer. You have Storm in every X Men team, oh, unless yeah. you're, um, you know, Brian Singer and you cast her to yeah. the sort of like sidelines and give her a weird Irish Jamaican accent. Yeah, well, um, those movies didn't happen anymore. So <laughs> no, no, thank God. Um, and who else did they put in? Jean Grey. Yeah, Jean, Jean Grey. Grey. Because and um, don't forget, fan favourite character, Morph. Morph, yeah. <laughs> who, Morph? Who the who, hell is Morph? So he was an original character for the show. I understand that. Um, I would have preferred if he'd stayed in it. Uh, yeah, or just... I don't get why they didn't just make him Changeling. Yeah, or... <laughs> um, well, he's his own character, um, and Morph from the Age of Apocalypse... This isn't a comic podcast, but we're going to still talk about yeah. <laughs> it. Morph from the Age of Apocalypse is Morph from yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the version of the that reality's version of Morph. So Morph in the 616 universe, the regular comics continuity universe, must have died or something yeah, like that or have, never yeah. been born. Yeah. Um, so, um, or he's still two... out there waiting <laughs> <laughs> for his time to strike. That would be yeah. so funny if in like a future X-Men run the main villain was Morph from the 91 TV series. <laughs> They've um, done weirder things. <laughs> he's coming back in the 97. Is he really? He's back on the team, yeah. Uh, oh, regular cast members are going to be... Um, they're putting Sunspot in it, Bobby DaCosta. Oh, I like uh, Sunspot. He was calling um, Evolution. He's also calling the X-Men... Uh, in the Avengers Hickman run as well. Um, he's really good in that. Him and uh, Cannonball are Avengers like Cannonball in that run. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're the best two X Force characters. Um, so you've also got Nightcrawler, Cable, Forge is going to be a regular, which oh, I cool. think is good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Forge is a good character. Forge yeah, I like Forge. Um, and I can't remember there was someone else. It doesn't make sense for me for them not to have Colossus on the team. No, they, uh, it never does make sense when Colossus isn't there because no. Colossus is like beloved now. Yeah. Yeah, especially after Deadpool. The best the best makeup of the team has always been the giant-sized team plus Cyclops 
Rogue and Gambit. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And maybe Jean. Jean was in the giant size team for a little while. Like she came back when, you know, like when the, they did the Phoenix Saga and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was always around that. Yeah. Um, so I'm a, bit, I'm a bit, um, I never really know how I feel about Jean Grey. She's, yeah, she's she always seems a bit like too important for a, for like a cast of characters. Like everything always ends up just being about Jean Grey and that's a bit, oh, that's boring. But also there's no depth to her. Yeah, she's just kind of... She's really, really powerful, she's there. and that's yeah. that's what she is. She's really powerful. I that's kind of how care. I feel. Yeah. I kind of feel about all the Omega level mutants, like Iceman yeah. and Storm, are kind of the same to me. Um, like at least Storm has a little bit of depth, but like they had to add a sexuality angle to Iceman to make him in- interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it worked to a point. It did. Yeah. yeah. Um, Storm has always been more interesting than the three characters, I think. But um, I think Jean Grey had a far more impact on the comics when she was dead, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, she led to Emma Frost joining the team, who is a much better character. Yeah. Um, but the X-Men cartoon sprang up in 1991 um, and uh, was beset with huge, huge problems from the start. Yes. The studio didn't want to produce it. Um, the Who, writers, what was the studio? Was it Saban? I Saban? think it was Saban. Saban. Yeah, Saban. It's got a second name, hasn't it? Uh, Graz. Saban Entertainment, Graz and Acom, yeah. which are the... Um, the, the, the yeah, yeah, Acom, Acom was were the, the... They were the ones South who were animated it. South Korean studio animating it, yeah. yeah. Um, so you had lots of problems. Uh, the writers were constantly given pay cuts, even though the show was a critical success. Oh, that's, show... just, that's um quite pertinent to modern uh-huh. day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the show went through so many uh, rewrites because they were being heavily censored all the time, mm. obviously. Um, the showrunners refused to make the show toy-friendly. Oh, so, that's, that's, um, that's weird. <laughs> uh, so I think it was uh, Marvel said something like, you have to... Um, do something like give Wolverine like a different haircut so it'd be mm. easier for him to have an unmasked uh, Wolverine yeah. character where we don't have to create a whole new mould. And the that's show funny. basically said, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's not um, <laughs> uh, Yeah. I mean, it's weird because as a counter to that, shows like Young Justice and Green Lantern and the animated series, mm. they were cancelled because they couldn't sell merchandise. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember when that happened. Yeah. People were very, very, very upset. And because and of the that, stupid, the, I think the stupid thing was people were buying the merchandise, but they said yeah, they weren't yeah. buying it enough. Yeah, it's so stupid. You yeah. don't expect people to buy the thing after the first season. You expect it to buy after the second or third. Yeah, you got um, to like, hook people in. People aren't going to watch a pilot episode then run out and buy all the figures. Yeah. Because Saban wasn't working very well with Marvel at the time, or Fox, mm. um, they weren't giving them character... Um, character ideas early out the gate so the toy makers which were uh, who were they i can't remember never mind probably um kenner or something like that probably Um, i don't know if it would be kenner though because they actually had articulation mm, that's true but they made um characters who weren't even in the show that's so really fun, um, <laughs> they used to have in the upper left hand box which was just like a little box that comics have they mm. had like in the figures for the figures, in that box they had Colossus, Cyclops in his X-Factor uniform, mm-hmm. and Nightcrawler. 
Um, and I can remember the only way you could get Cyclops for a while was in his X Factor blue and white with the hair covered. Yeah. Because they didn't let them know which versions they were going to do. In the first wave of figures, um, there was Apocalypse, Omega Red, Wolverine in his Weapon X costume, and Iceman. That's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they no communication whatsoever between anyone. Yeah. I mean, this does, it's, it goes some, some way to explain why my Gambit figure could kick. Yeah. And that was all yeah. you could do. <laughs> you couldn't get Beast in the first line of figures. You couldn't get Rogue in the first line of figures. It's really wild. It's so it? insane. Because they were two of the most popular characters. Yeah. Um, Saban, or Haim Saban, is yeah. the company's full name. That always confuses me, because I always think they're talking about the guy. <laughs> And they're never talking about just the guy. No, it's always the no. company. <laughs> like I was thought, like, God, he's in charge of a lot of things. I have to go and have meetings with him all the time for anything they talk about. <laughs> so um, that he just the the company in general just wanted to cut corners wherever they could. It meant that a whole series was stuck in limbo for two years before they could get it animated. God. It was all written, everything. Um, they had to rewrite constantly. Um, it's why they switched the animation um, in the last season. It's, it's awful, the last season. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, but budgets were so so bad on the last one. Um, they had to get... Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Catherine Disher, the voice of Jean Grey. Um, yeah. She was pregnant at the time. She was filming a vampire pilot show. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she's got one of the most um, recognisable voice voices for voice acting in the 90s yeah uh, Catherine Disher she was on everything and um even as a background character but she was she because of the delays and because of the tight schedules they were running to they she had to shoot a series at night and then work on in on the mornings for <laughs> x-men <laughs> so she would go work all night show up without going to bed and she was pregnant at the time god it's insane. Yeah, they're working um, hard then yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, no, I'm not going to reveal any more secrets. Okay. All the other secrets that I found were, you know, lesser <laughs> interesting ones. So I thought, what would be the best two episodes to display? Um, I've got some favourites. Uh, Cold Comfort is a favourite of mine. It's an episode where Iceman comes back to the X-Men to complain that his girlfriend has been, who's Lorna Dane Polaris, has been taken away by a government agency. And it <laughs> turns out that it's the 90s X-Factor team that they have to fight. That's a really good episode. That's funny. Um, there's a really great one where uh, Colossus comes back to the mansion and, and uh, recruits Jubilee to help him take down Omega Red, not knowing that he's one of Wolverine's like deepest, darkest villains. <laughs> Do um, you know, uh, something about like the... Marvel Fox series it's like a whole so the thing I quite like about it is that there's no worries that there isn't going to be a character showing up because they don't have the rights to them so yeah. anybody could have turned up at any point yeah 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 yeah. yeah. which is pretty cool like, compared yeah. to now where you think oh can they actually do that because well, you know it was also, in one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in 2014 yeah. they also have this thing that was like um they have this this attitude to characters that it's like, oh, well, we're on Genosha, so who would be a good person to have him yeah. locked up in the cells? Sunfire and Feral and yeah. uh, the Blob. And it's like, that's great. Like, there's loads and loads of um, little cameos mm. that are yeah, so like good that. in yeah. that show. Um, so um, 
those were two that I thought of. And then I just thought, what are the best two episodes? What are the best two that stand out for me? And I think it's Night of the Sentinels, part one. Yep. Um, for reasons I will go into. <laughs> and the final decision, which is the episode, which is a bit too much like saying the final solution. I don't It is a bit, like yeah. It. I kept thinking um, that when, when I was reading it, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which is the last episode of the first season. Yeah. Now, the Book first ended. season is... The first season is clearly the best season. Um, it's less tied down in Jean Grey Phoenix shit. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, far too serialised for a, for a cartoon of this, mm, uh, designed yeah, at this yeah. age range. Um, it's not the Sinister series, which is just all over the place in terms of quality. <laughs> it's not the weird end of the fourth series, which is that weird apocalypse one where he's gathering lots of mutants. And oh, yeah, where he, where he looks like a gorilla for some reason. He always looks like a gorilla. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> and then it's not the fifth season, which is just a car wreck. Yeah. So the first season is mainly to do with the Sentinels and the, the crux of the mutant problem. That's all the series is about. It's mm-hmm. so yeah. um, you know, I'm gonna say right off the bat that making Jubilee such an integral character was a massive mistake for X Men. You do think? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's she's such a boring character with yeah, such she's boring meant to be, powers. I think she's meant to be like the audience proxy, isn't she? Yeah, we're meant, meant to be Kitty like learning Pride. about the world through her. But it is weird that they chose Jubilee. Kitty Pride is right there. Yeah. I can understand all the other cast. All the other cast. Um, Except Morph. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't understand yeah. Morph. I don't know I can't understand there. Morph. Stick Thunderbird in it. Have yeah. Thunderbird die on the first mission, like he does in the comic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, essentially, the, the show starts with uh, a telecast about Sabretooth throwing cars around, which yeah, really funny, he's though. never displayed yeah. that element of... <laughs> power um it's so weird so there's anti-mutant hysteria on the streets and you know um yeah Sabretooth's just going wild in the streets yeah I don't know if they arrest him because he shows up later in the series just randomly yeah um, he, he was just smashing things he was just having yeah. a bit of fun and it goes to two milk toast white people who yep. are in their late 40s early 50s talking about this kid that they've adopted or fostering that is a huge problem because she's a mutant and she's yeah. burned their VCR. I Who did like that the two of them aren't like, she's evil, we've got to get rid of no. her. You know, like, they're, they're worried they're about her. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did like that. Um, I thought that was, a, that was a good addition. But then it's kind of ruined by the fact that Jubilee doesn't hear them and then runs away forever. Yeah. It's... Um, What's what's really good about it as well is that they are hoodwinked by the mutant control agency. They think they believe the hype that the agency is not a prison but an outreach program yeah. to help mutants. Um, and he he says that he they, he's not sorry they adopted her or fostered her, and that he loves his foster daughter. Um, then at the top of the stairs, Jubilee overhears that they're worried. She runs away to the mall. Because yeah, she doesn't course. want to be a mutant. Um, yeah, and be- and because she's she's an alt teen, so of course yes. she goes to the mall to play video games on an the arcade cabinets. In who's thirteen? Who wears the most inappropriate clothing I have ever seen? Yeah, <laughs> blue uh, thigh high boots and short shorts with a yellow waistcoat. She kind of looks like a stripper. <laughs> um, she looks like Acid Trip April O'Neil. Yeah. <laughs> 
April <laughs> O'Neil's awkward teenage years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, but luckily, the... she already had a superhero costume. Yeah, she did. She already had a superhero costume and a name picked out. Yeah, because really Jubilation looking. Lee isn't a <laughs> stupid enough name. She's going to be Jubilee. Jubilee. Um, meanwhile, outside, a giant robot flies overhead and, and oh, starts. Oh god, the, the Sentinel is so funny in this. It is stunning. I love that they've got muscles. The, the part where it's hiding behind a building as she runs past and it like peeks so around funny. the corner like burr, burr, burr. Or the bit where it tries to get the dog. Yeah. I mean, the dog <laughs> it it could kill like legions of mutants, but it was bested by a small dog. Uh what I really do like is that it can clearly scan Jubilee's bedroom. Yeah. and decides to punch a hole in the house to get to her bed <laughs> Crush and then it's the like bed. Oh, it's inorganic matter. I'll just drop this in the street. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. I watched, uh, I guess, because the way way the Sentinel speaks in this is like Mm. in a very roboticized voice. Um, The last time that I watched Disney Plus on my PC, I was watching Pinocchio in Japanese. Right. Because, you know, I don't have to explain myself to people. So Why I never not? I never changed the settings when I started watching the X-Men and I just left it. So I just watched it in Japanese instead with the <laughs> subtitles on. And honestly, much better than the last episode. Like Perfect. night and day difference of the like voice acting and the lip syncing and everything. Everything was the, better in Japanese. The lip syncing is a problem. Yeah. The lip syncing is a big In the problem. dub, there's no, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not surprised <laughs> by that. It's a Korean studio, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, Icon. Um, so she goes to the arcade in the mall. Um, I love that the mall has that those purple um, carpet tiles with the little flex on. Yeah, <laughs> like true nineties John Connor arcade. Um, <laughs> luckily, everyone who is uh, in the episode is yeah. uh, either at the mansion or in this mall for yeah, some reason. Go for it, go doing shopping. Um, yeah, what and I do Gam- like is that Gambit is there. In his full costume. Yeah, he's with never his not in his full costume. He's not there to be a suit. Like, nobody else is. None of the other X-Men are there in costume. So I, I don't think they they had, like, reference material for Gambit no. out of costume. No. Because there's they no didn't reason know if for that him to be his face or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's buying some cards in that yeah. famous card shop in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've all been and, there. And chatting up uh, the... Which is a Britishism for um, trying to seduce yes. the uh, sales lady. Um, he's having a go. It, he's having a go. Yeah, he's trying to get. His, he's trying to mac off with her. Yeah, or mac, he's trying his, to get his uh, end away. <laughs> so um, I like when the sentinel. This episode is quite funny. Uh, when the sentinel lands and the woman's like, there's this little boy is like, buy me one, buy me one to his mum. <laughs> and then the a lady comes up screaming to a police officer, goes and saying, oh, yeah. do something. And he's like, what do you want me to do? Arrest him? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Jubilee is, she runs, she's sort of leaving the arcade because the manager tells her, like, you're a mutant, you're one of them, get out of here. Because yeah. she blows up a arcade machine. And Jubilee it's, bumps. Um, don't you think it's a bit weird that the sentiment is there specifically for Jubilee when uh, there's not a crowd of mutants in the mall already? Yeah, and it's weird that he says like unidentified mutant, ignore. And it's yeah. like, no, no, these are these are the powerful ones. But Trask I always think it's says a bit weird that on, when when the Sentinel scans Jubilee 
and he doesn't mm-hmm. know who she is. It still says on like her information thing that pops up Chinese American. I think mm. that's a bit weird that the Sentinels have a race radar. Like, <laughs> why would yeah? Why would it matter? I suppose it's because that? at this time it's running off of the mutant control agency's files. Because Henry Gyrick says later that it's just a name he's picked at random out of the files. Yeah, that is a mutant. Um, I don't know where she would have. She's not registered, so no. I don't know where they got that information from. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, so she bumps into Rogue, absolutely one top S tier character in this yeah. show, one hundred percent, and C tier Storm. Yeah, um, with one of the. It's just not quite right. She is the hammiest character who ever <laughs> hand to ham. Um, I, I quite like it when they go a bit over the top in these. Because it feels more comic booky to me. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I suppose so. At least um, she's got her own character. It's she's better than Halle Berry Storm. Oh, much better. Much better than Halle Berry Storm. But she still has those like weird things, like saying "as gentle as falling snow" and all that stuff. <laughs> Bring forth snow from the ends of the earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't need to say. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, Jubilee runs into Rogue and Storm, and then runs off. Says, "Watch where you're going." Um, Gambit is in the store chatting up the clerk. Um, <laughs> the Sentinel catches Jubilee, um, and it's it's very clear that Ro- Rogue is buying underwear as well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. sexy they to, underwear. Um, they go to the shop Elizabeth Secrets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then the um, Sentinel captures Jubilee, and then you get. Just a great intro. This is why I picked this episode. This episode introduces the characters all really well. Mm, yeah. Like Storm, um, you know, electrifies her outfit so that it must be a Reed Richards unstable molecules thing. Um, yeah. Electrifies <laughs> yeah, her outfit. Just appears, yeah. <laughs> and turns into Storm and um, rescues Jubilee. And then Rogue just goes batshit insane yeah. on this Sentinel. And Storm says... Uh, Rogue has a way with men, yeah. <laughs> which I think is such a good way to do it. I think it's it. really funny that this was like the Rogue that I knew yeah. as a kid. Like this was this was Rogue. So yeah. I never had any context for why she could fly and had super strength. I just it thought is. that was like, that's just what she could do. But I mean, in the comics, it was because she had that whole thing with um, Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there is an episode later on in, in one of the series, I think series three, where they, sh- they show you her origin. And Carol Danvers comes so back. long. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, yeah, because she explains in the first episode that her powers are, pow- uh, her powers are power draining, life yeah. force draining. Yeah. Um, but the, the way she says it is that she, like, takes the strength from people. And she yeah. does that thing about her boyfriend. Yeah. So, to me, that meant that she had gone, like, on a rampage and took the powers, like, the strength from so many people that now mm. she's got super strength and can fly. Yeah. Like, some kind of vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she is kind of like a vampire. She is a vampire, yeah. She's like the Michael Morbius of the X-Men. She can control her powers now. Yeah. It's it's great. It's a great evolution for the character. Yeah. Makes her less vulnerable. Makes her more interesting. Um, but, the, like, Rogue was interesting at this point as well. Mm, um, yeah. Especially because, like, Gambit is seen as this massive womanizer, but <laughs> yeah. actually is in love with Rogue and wants yeah. to stay with her regardless of the fact that they can't, you know, kiss or have sex or, you know, any skin-to-skin contact would kill him, right? Yeah. Um, I always thought, you know, in the movie where she gets the um, gets the cure, 
so mm-hmm. she's not a mutant anymore. And so stupid. Like, Why would you do this to yourself? It's like, of all the people, she's like the most... Yeah. <laughs> like, this makes the most sense for her character to have this cure. You like, should be proud of being a mutant, says the woman who can walk out on, in the yeah. street and has the most glamorous power against <laughs> the woman so who dumb. will kill people by touching them. They do that in a lot of stuff and it really annoys me. Yeah. Um, I understand it, but did you have you seen The Cure, the episode of X-Men the Animated Series, where Rogue goes to Apocalypse? She doesn't know it's Apocalypse. Probably, but I don't have remember. have her powers taken. She decides in the end that actually it's more, it's more worthy for her to use her powers for the good of other people than it is to remove them for the good of herself. Right, it's a really yeah, yeah. good good way to like good message for kids. Um not kids that they'd ever be in this situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um Rogue and Storm are beaten by the Sentinel and then Gambit takes over, you get a good Gambit introduce introduction when he is like throwing cards and stuff, but he gets he gets beaten by a Sentinel as well. It's yeah. what's interesting to me is that they can't beat one Sentinel at the moment, but in the yeah. next episode, they beat a hundred Sentinels easily. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the surprise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, they needed preparation. They had to go let Professor X know about it, and they gave them a yeah. foolproof plan. Um, so Jubilee I thought, runs I thought away. it was funny in the um, the episode, the last episode of the season, uh-huh. when Magneto's like, "You think you could do Sentinel could stop me? I'm the master of magnetism." And he goes, <laughs> "We're made of plastic now." <laughs> Yeah, suck it, Magneto. <laughs> You're you a piece a... of shit now, Magneto. <laughs> you get a good introduction to Cyclops, who some, for some reason also in uniform at the mall. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> who then chops Sentinel's head off. That's they take cool. Jubilee. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Uh, they take Jubilee back to the mansion. She wakes up. She uses her powers to get yeah, out of the yeah, secure room. Yeah, that was room. a bit weird, wasn't it? When she wakes yeah. up and that, like she's running around and perfectly like she's trying to escape. Catch her! This this young girl we've illegally kidnapped is looking <laughs> yeah. to escape. Quick, put her back in the dungeon. <laughs> put her with more. Um, but I think like it's obvious the reason they did it is so that you can be introduced to the other characters. Yeah, of course, and you yeah. get. A really good introduction to Beast. He's upside down doing experiments, morphs, mocking the TV. <laughs> Beast is funny in this series. Yeah. Like, He's in prison for most of it. Yeah, they like... they. I think they saw in the comics, oh, the Beast like, climbs around the walls and everything. He, you know... Mm. He's always doing that, using his gorilla strength. So in this, yeah. they just like randomly have him like, running on ceilings and stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, like when he walks he could... out of the corridor and runs yeah. up the wall. Yeah. Why did he do that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Morph's introduction is really good, although it makes no sense because no. he he sees Jubilee's picture on the TV screen and is able to imitate her voice. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't get Morph. I, thought, I like it because he... I didn't know Morph was. I, at first, no. I thought they'd like captured Mystique and she was in prison inside the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Morph is. I thought well, it was no. the, Morph was the little uh, clay clay man. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Tony, Tony, uh, yeah. Tony Hart. Tony Hart, yeah. Uh, so then Jubilee is found to be wandering around the mansion. And, She's found to be wanting. <laughs> and she finds a sentinel head in what they call the war room, which is mm. a little bit, you know, confrontational, Professor X. Well, um, it's got the war room, the danger room. 
Yeah. It's probably like a, loads of rooms just in the house that are just... A military-grade yeah. stealth jet under <laughs> yeah. the mansion. Um, We're so a school. They, <laughs> they've taken the Sentinel head. They're a school of war. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they've taken uh, the Charles Sentinel head <laughs> back to the Charles men. Um, yeah. They've taken the Sentinel head back to the mansion so that they can look at it and study it, find out because it's the first time they've seen the Sentinel... Um, and he says with he talks about the problem, the mutant problem with Gene and the, yeah. the conf, central conflict. And then they realise that oh, these monitors were off when I was in the room last. <laughs> Couldn't be any of the other X Men. Must be Jubilee. So um, Jubilee escapes while other people were pursuing her to the danger room, yeah. which is hardly ever used in the series, <laughs> which is a real big problem for me. She goes, she goes um, on the highway to the danger room. <laughs> And Gambit and Wolverine are doing what they traditionally did in the nineties and beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they did that a lot. Yes, Um, I think um, Gambit was a bit of a punching bag for a while. Yeah, although the first time they fought, Wolverine was beaten by Gambit. Yeah, when he joined the X Men. What's going Um, on with Gambit these days? Is he still the Prince of Thieves or whatever it was? I think he is. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's still on. uh, Is it Excalibur? Yeah, he's still on Excalibur with um, Psylocke and Rogue and Apocalypse. Yeah. Because um, they had that X of Swords crossover, didn't they? Where they yeah, were yeah. all like Arthurian. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I've not read it. It's supposed to be quite good. Um, There's too most... much X-Men. I can't keep up with it. Yeah, it's hard. It, I, it's honestly, difficult. as good as House of X and Powers of X were, they need to reset. Yeah, they need, they to, need, to, need, a big they need to go back to the mansion. Yeah. They need a smaller it's scale got, again. It's gotten too confusing. <laughs> yeah. So Wolverine and Gambit are fighting and you get a really good introduction to Wolverine who bursts through the wall and he's going to, looks like he's going to kill Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, he, he asks him to say, I love it when he says, you had enough Cajun, say oncle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For all our French speaking listeners, that's they do uncle. That, they, they, I could say that they did that in the Japanese as well, where he says right. uncle, but in, in the Japanese voice, which is very funny. It's like three levels down. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Jubilee defends Gambit because Gambit defended her um, and knocks Wolverine out with her firework powers. Plasmoids, they are actually. But, yeah, they're the fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah, the fireworks. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's very amused by the fact that Wolverine, the gruff, Arsehole of the team was knocked out by a, a teenage girl. Yeah, because you know um, that's um, it was nineteen ninety two, and teenage girls doing anything was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they if if a female has any agency in a TV show, yeah. then Which is, you know it's, it's it was funny. A, it was a weird reaction from them, considering they want this teenage girl to fight on their side against evil. Yeah. yeah. I I gather from this from the scene though that they were laughing more at Wolverine being yeah. knocked out and yeah. his attitude towards it than they were about Jubilee. Um, so Storm explains that it's a school. It's clearly not a school. It's clearly not a school. Um, no, they're all it? adults. There's one kid there. Yeah, said, she says, "Aren't you a little old to be going to school?" Yep. Yep. And then Storm just batters her with wind powers. Yeah, and she just she doesn't answer the question. She just completely yeah. deflects. It's like, no. we learn a lot of things here at the X-Mansion. But what? <laughs> this annoys me a bit in like superhero stuff where like there's a there's an academy or something and they're like, mm. this is where we go to learn how to use our powers. And every time we see them in class, they're just having regular classes. 
They're yeah. never doing anything where they're actually learning how to use their powers. Mm. Like My Hero Academia does it all the time as well. Yeah. We, we see them like in two training sessions the entire series. Like, at what point are you learning how to use your power? Why yeah. does this school exist? <laughs> You're learning through doing, which isn't yeah. really the same thing. No, um, it's not at all. You're not learning how to control your powers. You're learning how to use them, which is completely and, different. And use them. Xavier sends them on a mission to destroy the files at the Mutant Control Agency, yeah. a legitimate organisation as far as the law is concerned at the moment, which is, yeah. a, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's the, the X Men are a terrorist slightly concerning. Yeah, well, freedom fighters. I think they would call them. <laughs> yeah, um, Gambit well, volunteers. Well, you know, history's written do... by the victors. <laughs> True, Gambit volunteers to go, and you have the probably the best joke in the episode, which is where Morph says, "Well, don't worry, Gambit, I'll go like this," and turns into Gambit, which is quite funny. <laughs> that could have worked on on yeah, on big yeah. screen. This is yeah, why you needed yeah. to keep Morph in it. He's the only Just, funny yeah, character. I, I... I didn't peg you as being like number one morph fan. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not. I think actually the team is quite good. I don't apart know. from Jubilee. I think I think the team's good just because it's what I grew up with. Yeah. Like this roster was kind of like the X-Men that I knew. Like if when we were playing yeah. X-Men in the playground, this would be the yeah, roster yeah, that yeah. we'd go for. But I feel like if it was any other combination of characters, I still would have said it was a good team. Mm. Even if it like made I, no sense, you know, I, like if they had Cable and Juggernaut in the team or something. Like. Yeah, yeah, it made sense to me. I still think the Giant Size team is a much better team. It's got better yeah. dynamic, um, and I feel like uh, I don't. I don't know why you'd put in Gambit at the expense of Colossus or Nightcrawler mm. and Jubilee at the expense of Kitty Pride. I'm a I'm a Giant Size team. Oh, fan. Here's, first a, th- and here's a theory then. They put Gambit in the team because playing cards are easy to access, so kids will be able to play as Gambit by throwing cards at each other. Whereas teleportation is slightly more difficult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think. I think. Yeah, obviously, uh, it's easier to do toys in that color. Those colors yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. I think the the X Men one uh, sales is what drove the team yeah. decision big time. I'm, but I'm surprised in a way that they didn't put Psylocke in it because mm. from a from a diversity standpoint, that is a bit of a slam dunk. Although it's slightly problematic now, it wouldn't have been perceived to be so at the time, yeah. right? I think maybe it was she was just was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it had complaints and stuff. But even okay. then, yeah. I'm surprised that those complaints were heard mm, or even yeah. – because they wouldn't have done anything about it. Yeah, they I, had... think, I, I, I think it must have been somebody actually in the studio mm. who, like, voiced complaints. Because I don't think mm. – if, like, fans complained, they wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. Because they're always what getting you... complaints from fans anyway. So they get this mission to go to the Mutant Control Agency. Did you think, like I did, that everyone laughed off Rogue's origin story? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, when she's like talking about nearly killing her boyfriend, they go, oh, you rogue. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, and Cyclops, the, Rogue says at the end, I could have killed my dad when he found out he was a, I was a mutant. And it sounds like, oh my God, did he beat the shit out of her or something like that? Yeah. And then Cyclops comes up and says, we all had to deal with those problems. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I, I do not yeah. like Cyclops in this series. No. Like the two episodes that we watched for this, like, it's just a bit of a knob. He's a knock. Yeah, he's a bit of an arsehole. Like, I mean, I was—I've never been 
the biggest fan of Cyclops. No. Because he was too goody-goody. He was too, yeah. like, everybody loves Cyclops. Like, I've, I've read some of the, like, Stanley X-Men comics from, like, the uh, yeah. 60s. In the 60s. And Cyclops in he's that is, like, he's so boring. <laughs> yeah. It's like the rules. Yeah. Scott but the Rules a, um, Summers. There's an issue where Beast and um, Archangel are going out like womanizing, like trying to pick up chicks. And Cyclops is in the background going like, oh, they shouldn't be doing this. We're busy. We're the X-Men. We should be out fighting crime. And it's like, oh, shut up, Cyclops. There was a reason the X-Men got cancelled before it was brought back as the yeah. uncanny X-Men. Um, and then uh, you get another good morph moment where he's asked to be flung over the fence. So Beast and Wolverine just chuck him as hard as they possibly can <laughs> on a uh, covert mission. And then he does the T one thousand trick of convincing the security guard, confusing the security guard by mm. turning into the security guard. Yeah. Um, and then the end of the episode is basically Storm takes a, a team in, and they're just about to open the door where they're about to be shot to death. Um, I think it's a really good introduction to all the characters, considering it's such a big cast. You mm. know everything you need to know about the characters. I think the the, the theme tune, which we haven't mentioned yet. Helps because the, I mean that's probably in line for probably one of the best uh, cartoon one theme of the most tunes of all times. Yeah, um, but like even just the the visuals, like it tells you all the characters, it gives you a rundown of their powers. Yeah, it tells you what their name are, what their yeah. name is in big, it's really big letters. I think really they put the most. They must have put all of the like budget for the show on the opening and closing credits. Yeah, because the animation itself. Is shit at times. Yeah, really yep. bad, really bad. Um, yeah, there's um, there is a there's a lot of points where characters are like moving in ways that they really shouldn't be moving at that point. Like yeah, facial expressions do- just go all over the place, and I think they just had like reused animation that they would put in every so often. Like Professor X raises his eyebrow constantly, even when it's oh like completely God. unnecessary. His eyebrows are insane. They're like yeah. <laughs> Vulcan eyebrows to like the power of 10. It makes no <laughs> sense. Um, the latter episode, I'm not going to go on massively about this, is basically them taking down the Sentinels who yeah. have become self-aware through Master Mold, the giant Sentinel, mm, yeah. um, and have, and want to basically, they take Senator Kelly and want to replace his brain with a computer, yeah. um, <laughs> which, given that it's the 90s, I imagined was one of those big, colourful apples. You know the ones oh, yeah. you could buy? Yeah. The yeah. I can't even remember what they were called, but they had the colour colourful backs. Yeah, I remember so I could just imagine in the computer labs at primary school. <laughs> I could just imagine Senator Kelly turning up at the Senate with an Apple Mac on his head, yeah. oh, he's with got a like picture a, of like himself on the screen. <laughs> Hello, I am Senator Kelly. <laughs> it's so stupid. Or it's a, a very, Game Boy um, for a head. It's a very very sanitised version of uh, Trask in this series, isn't it? Yeah, where like yeah, one yeah. thing goes wrong, he's like, "Oh, but I realise now, mutants are human too." He's like. That was very easily... (laughs) You turned very, very easily there, Petrask. I think they spent all the money on animation on the first and last episode of the season because they barely fight, barely use their powers. But in in the second episode of Pick, the uh, final decision, they have the Magneto element with the Sentinels, which is really cool, using the ship as a weapon. Yeah. we are made of plastic now. <laughs> <laughs> We're um, plastic now, Magneto. You are nothing to us. 
the X-Men um, find him and he's, for some reason, ripped open his own shirt just to show his sick abs. Yeah, that's really um, funny. Every time so somebody funny. gets injured in this, their abs are showing. So funny. Because later on, when um, you get that really cool scene where Wolverine fights the room full of um, Sentinels in much the same way that that scene <laughs> is replicated in First Contact with the Borg, where yeah. all the eyes come out of the darkness, um, Wolverine's shirt is ripped, so he still gets his mask on, but his torso, entire torso is on display. <laughs> um, they knew real, what the people wanted. It's a real Kirk situation. <laughs> and. Outside the facility, you've got Storm, Rogue, and Jubilee fighting, and they're all doing really cool stuff. Mm. And Professor X flies the Blackbird into with that's got full of TNT and gas, <laughs> um, like crates with TNT written on them. Oh. Um, and then Magneto helps as well. It's it's great. Like it's a great end it's of some, the season. Um, I think it's a it's a cool episode with a lot of really dumb dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. stupid, especially for Magneto. Oh, the the funniest bit is the um, what did what was the line? Um, you poor, you brave, heroic fools. <laughs> yeah, and the bravest are always the first to die. Yeah, I are like. They? Uh, <laughs> no, no, traditionally not. Uh, traditionally. traditionally, the uh, cannon fodder that is forced to fight is normally the first to die, yeah. or innocent civilians. <laughs> Um, I like the fact that Magneto's not quite a villain for them at this stage, and he never really is during the this, this series. Like, in the next series, he he and Charles are mm. um, on a sort of, like, jolly together in the Savage Land, which is yeah. really weird. Um, <laughs> I don't think... I don't think um, Magneto's ever really been a villain like the, during the entire run of the X-Men. He's always just been a bit anti-hero. I think yeah. like him joining them at uh, Krakoa and becoming like basically sort of a good guy was, I think it's been on the cards for decades at this point. Well, he he was the headmaster for a long time at the school. Yeah, um, when X Force first started started and stuff like that, and the Hellions. Um, he's he's never really a villain. I no, mean, not really. Maybe when he pulled Wolverine's skeleton out. Yeah, but you know he had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wolverine probably had tried to kill him twice at that point. Yeah. Um, this episode is all action, though. There's yeah. not a single bit of... Um, I thought this was the episode where Master Mold gets out of his chair and, sit and says, I am still plugged in, because he can't <laughs> get away from the giant tidal wave. But that's Genosha episode. That's a really funny one as well. Um, there's lots of dumb Sentinel stuff that goes on. Like, the Sentinel gets his arm taken off by a Cyclops, who mm. does a classic Wayne's World not joke yeah. um, before shooting off a Sentinel's arm. And then the Sentinel goes back to base to get repaired, but then smashes himself into a, a piece of equipment that looks like it's quite vital. <laughs> um, it's really... It, like, these two episodes are probably the best. And here is my problem. Mm-hmm. They're still not great. No, they're not. No, they're um, they're mid at best. They do this. This is a problem with X Men and Spider Man. They try and um, they try and get replications of the or you know um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, adaptations of yeah. the existing X Men storylines, like um, Genosha. There is a Phalanx Covenant episode, uh, a two parter, Dark Phoenix, uh, the Light Phoenix saga. Um, yeah, they, they. I think they they bite off more they can they can chew in these series because yeah. like 
they're adapting all these quotes, but there's no like chronological order to them. Like they'll adapt no. something from 71 and then something from 78 and then 83 and then go back to 74. And it's like, there is like a way to do this, but it's yeah. not like this. Like just pick two major series, like major plot lines and just do them. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah, just make up your be- own story. <laughs> The um the Light Phoenix saga I think is pretty much dead on the money. Like they have the Hellfire Club, they have Mastermind, they have an episode with um an issue uh, episode with Dazzler. It's all pretty much there, but it still feels off. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the Dark Phoenix saga has the Imperial Guard. It has like the fight on with Lilandra, um, and and on the the moon with um Dark Phoenix where she's put to death. It's all good. <laughs> Um, There's always stuff going on on the moon, isn't there? If it's not the Inhumans, it's Uatu the Watcher if, yeah. or the, the Imperial Guard. Um, <laughs> the but, moon's packed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no real estate on the moon. Um, <laughs> but it's all slightly off. Yeah, there's something something wrong with it. Um, I think, like, for anyone who likes this, I would encourage them to watch the entirety of the first season and then try and explain why. Because I'm not quite <laughs> sure... <laughs> Tell us what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> because there are good bits. Beast is in prison the whole fucking series. It's ridiculous. Mm. He's one of the better characters. Um it's just it's just not quite there. Beast should it's have gotten out there. by using his smarts. It should have been like a um, yeah. a side plot about him yeah. tricking the guards and stuff, managing to get or, out. Or not even tricking, but like finding a way to subvert the legal system. Or Doing some kind of weird science thing, like he, um, you know, like corrodes the bars over time or something. <laughs> like, do you know what I would have really liked if he had have been able to change the law by saying that if you if you imprison me, if you imprison me, you're recognising my human status. So yeah. you can't have it both ways. You can, I can't be a mutant and a human. Either yeah. I'm a human or you can't imprison me. <laughs> Jeez, and that would have been really like good. That, yeah. But probably a bit too heavy for kids. Maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think kids could handle that kind of thing. So punch ups. I would have Kitty Pride instead of Jubilee. Yeah. Um. I would have Colossus and I would have Nightcrawler. I would potentially drop Jean Grey. Um. I think my punch up would be make it a school, make an actual school. Mm-hmm. Have Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler, and the villains of the Blob Toad and the earthquake guy and we call it x-men evolution so we release it in the year 2000 so we have a slight different a difference of opinion here because i think wolverine and the x-men is the is the better adaptation never seen it so i can't say either oh right yeah so (laughs) i would watch it i would definitely recommend it maybe we'll do an x-men 2 in the future because we could watch both those shows i'd happily watch both those shows again um wolverine and the x-men is like a um Set in uh, in the sort of Joss Whedon astonishing X Men line, it's got all the big characters. It's got Emma Frost, but it's after Jean Grey and Professor X die. Oh yeah, the one multiple times that Jean Jean Grey and Professor X have died. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and the the school is basically shut, and then a year later, like anti mutant hysteria starts again, and mm. Wolverine and Storm have to get the team back together. Um, And it's really great, really great. Like, um, Magneto's got Genosha. He's started his own country. It's really comic. It feels more comic accurate. That's why I like that one. But I do like Evolution as well, if you can get past the first season. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I think the first I like, season is... I, I think the first season is quite fun. I like the first. I like how they introduce Kitty Pride that she mm. fell through a through a bed onto the floor. Yeah, that's good. That used to still like frighten me as a kid. Like the idea of having that power. Because like, so you didn't you didn't want to be ending up like that woman in TNG. Yeah, like what if you're in a car driving at like what? seventy miles an hour and then your power turns on and you fall through the seat. Well, when when you realise that people are uh, learning to use their powers, uh, that's like, how does Kitty Pride um, phase, but yet keep her feet in a position where, yeah. in a state of non-phase, where she can run on the floor? Yeah, I don't get it, um, yeah. In God Loves Man Kills, she hides in the soil with Ileana, and um, she can't breathe, because mm. there's no oxygen in the ground. Yeah. And she has to wait until Stryker's um, anti-mutant force are out of the mansion before she resurfaces. That always terrified me as yeah, a kid. So, yeah, like, that's a real... That is a real... <laughs> yeah, like, anything involving not being trapped is like... Yeah. No, thank you. I would um, not like to be able to do that. I have major issues with the show because I was because like I'm going to sound like a dick when I say this but because I was a comic fan before the cartoon came out yeah I always saw it as like uh, comics light right yeah yeah but I feel like without this Marvel could have potentially gone under yeah but yeah they probably would have yeah they were doing terrible in the 90s like really horrendously in the 90s wasn't they did they go bankrupt in 96 was that when they filed bankruptcy I think so. Um, but this was the thing that got a lot of people into comics. Yeah, yeah. A lot I had no of idea people. where the X-Men were, We've not for this not for this TV show. And everyone loved X-Men. Yeah. Everyone. Boys, girls, that, oh, that's it really. Um, but adults, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. like the, uh, the, the video games came out for the NES and everything. Yeah, you know, they're the really game fans, um, like queer-coded kids... Um, like it just like I, I think the X Men is a bit uh, catch all. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it it's massively queer coded, um, oh, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, but it's it was done in a really surreptitious way. In a not negatively surreptitious, but like done in a way so that people couldn't criticize it. Yeah, yeah. That to be that to be clever with it. And it was it worked. It worked really well. And I think like a lot of kids are more comfortable, especially kids of like you know when the when they were kids watching this were more comfortable coming out because like there was a cartoon that they were watching that was essentially about the civil rights movement. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It's a great cartoon, but it's a really poorly animated and poorly con- conceived yeah. <laughs> cartoon. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I think I think it could have been better. I'd give it a seven. Uh, I don't think I'd go that far. I'd give it a five. I see. The thing is, I think because of its long-standing influence, is why I'm giving it a seven. In terms of a production, I think you're right. It's a five. Yeah. Um, I think it's poorly animated. I think the writing is terrible at times. Yeah. I think the storylines are like <laughs> comics light. I mean, I think... Morph is taking off about three or four points for me. <laughs> Um, having Jubilee in it takes off a massive point. I hate Jubilee's Jubilee cool now. Jubilee's pretty she's cool, cool now. She's a, she's a vampire. That's cool. Yeah, but she she's was shit. Uh, she's got no. a dragon. That's she's cool. Got a dragon baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shogo is that his name? I don't know. I think it's Shogo. Um, yeah, X Men is cool again now. 
Yeah, it's it's convoluted, but it's cool again. Now. Really convoluted. Um, it's they always all been dead convoluted. now. Are they all dead now? Did something well, happen? They... And they all died. <laughs> I don't know. Sins, I get, I get next, very lost by the X Men. <laughs> the next big event is the Sins of Sinister, and it, I think it stops the Hickman era. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll get a reset. Big. Yeah, we'll I, I mean, reset. I, honestly, I hope we do get a reset. Well, now that everyone in the X Men universe can't die, it sort of takes yeah. all the stakes out of it. Yeah. Um, I think Spider-Man's getting a reset soon as well, because people hated the last run, yeah. despised it. So and I don't think they're going anywhere with Dan that. Dan Slott has a lot to answer yeah. for. I think he's done bad things with that character. The Absolutely. whole um, see Mary Jane as more of a sister thing is... A yeah, cool. that was weird. And Paul, who the hell was Paul? Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't finished the series, so I don't know what happened with all that stuff. But No. Yeah. I'm, it was um, weird. I on on comics chat just briefly. I have gone through all of the major Marvel events uh, since when was it? I started at Civil War, so uh, tw- tw- two thousand seven. Yeah, so I started at Civil War. I went through Secret Invasion, uh, the Siege, mm. uh, Norman Osborn. Um, what else? The uh, the one oh, with Dark the Ages. As- Dark Avengers, yeah. the one with the um, Odin's brother, who is the serpent. Yeah, <laughs> fear itself. Um, I hated fear uh, itself. I thought yeah, it was so it's awful, yeah. stupid. <laughs> um, and I, it, it was in a way I did it so that I could uh, tell myself I didn't need to buy these books when they came out in oversized format. Yeah. And to to a, like I would say nine out of ten of these I have not enjoyed. At no, all, in any no. way, shape, or form. Secret um, Invasion could have been so good as a as a comic, mm-hmm. and they just fumble it all the yeah. way through. Yeah, where there's been it's meant to be all like subterfuge and who's a scroll and who isn't a scroll, and there's there's no drama to any of it. No, it's just oh, we we know who the scrolls are just immediately. I could have told you that Hank Pym was a scroll because yeah. they don't know what to do with Hank Pym. So it's Hank Pym, Spider-Woman and Jarvis, I think, were the three yeah. big ones. And it's like, they're not important characters, really. No. Spider-Woman, maybe, but only because she was in New Avengers for a bit. And then at the um, end, they're all, they're all fine. They just find yeah. them again. And none of what happened has any impact whatsoever. It's, yeah. it's done now. Yeah. It's really, and was, Mockingbird comes done. back. Yeah. And they're I like, well, we didn't know you were gone anyway, Mockingbird. What are you doing here? And yeah. Like, Oh, that's going to go somewhere. <laughs> uh, the next thing I'm going to read after I do my event run is the Peter David uh, Incredible Hulk run uh, because there's some really good stuff in there. And then I'm going to do Immortal Hulk. Oh, you need to read Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk yeah. is it's one of the best ones I've ever done. Yeah, you've told me that. It's so, so I'm gonna, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be mature and I'm going to take a recommendation from you and I'm going to read it. Is uh, is this a pointed <laughs> comment? No, something? I don't know. I don't know what you could be describing. I'm never I've, watching Midnight Mass. I've not got any ulterior mass mo- motive. <laughs> <laughs> I've got not any Midnight Mastives. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'd give it a seven, but mainly because of the impact it had, and you'd give it a five. Yeah, I give right. it a five. It was all right. I like yeah. the toys. Yeah. Oh, I had a. I told you this, didn't I? I had a beast that could do backflips. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's good. Right, um, so we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about your friendly neighbourhood spider monster. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Be Spider-Man. Swing from buildings. Shoot webs. 
down the bad guys. And for the first time ever, you have all his cool spider powers. Jim, the garbage isn't gonna take itself out. You don't just play it, you live it. Jim? Spider-Man the Game. Rated E for everyone. From the greatest of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Welcome back, you tune-deprived idiots. <laughs> you fools. Uh, <laughs> do you, you've had enough about talking about civil rights. Let's talk about a fun superhero yeah. who does lots of fun stuff. He walks like, on walls. He's got web he, shooters. He, he objectifies women constantly in this cartoon. <laughs> He's got a uh, weird outfit in this cartoon. He wears oh my a, God, wears so a jacket with the sleeves rolled up. Do you know who's worse? Mary Jane. Mary Jane wears the same clothes every day of her life i think cardigan she's... and a roll neck yeah what is she doing <laughs> um do you know what i hate in this series oh. absolutely 100 percent aunt, aunt may yeah i hate oh aunt my may. god she's terrible yeah she's the worst version of aunt may that they've ever... maybe oh, maybe god. beaten out by 60s aunt may who at the maybe, moment yeah. anytime anything like remotely frightening happens she nearly dies every time yeah um <laughs> She is Angela Lansbury if Angela Lansbury never went outside her house. <laughs> yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about Spider-Man, 1994 Spider-Man, yeah. the one that you all remember because it happened ev- at the same time as the X-Men. Yeah, the 18 to 35-year-old Spider-Man. 24 yeah. to 35-year-old Spider-Man. Yeah. Only 18-year-olds would have known this one. But this was like... This was my Spider-Man. This was the Spider-Man I knew. Like, Can I... Can I tell you something yeah. straight off the bat? I watched so much Spider-Man um, that for a little while, uh, my own internal monologue yep, same. was Peter Parker's voice. Yeah, it was for years, years and years. I couldn't, I couldn't shift it yeah, for a I little while. If I watched more, like another like two episodes of this show, I'd start reading Spider-Man comics in his voice because it's, it's, yeah. it was the same Spider-Man voice. What was the guy's name? Chris something. Yeah, I can't remember. Let me have a look. I did read it early, but now I can't remember. Um, Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes. He was the voice in the PlayStation games as well. And he was the voice of Spider-Man 2099 in Edge of Spider-something, the video uh, game. And he like yeah, com- yeah. he comes back every so often to play different Spider-Man characters. And that's I think cool. he is now the official voice of Electro, which is quite funny. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was, um, he's like Chris Barnes' voice is Spider Man. Like even now, is it's Spider Man? It's another. Um, it's another show where they adapt lots of yes, um, lots of storylines. Yeah, but I think do it more effectively. I think so as well because they kind of make it their own thing. It feels more like mm. an alternate universe rather than an adaptation. Because yeah. they change like uh, characters' relationships to one another and things like that. I think it, yeah. they they made it make a bit more sense in this one. Like um, the two ep- the episodes that we watched, which were Enter the Punisher and yeah. what was the other one called? Um, but they're part of the Neogenic Duel- Nightmares yeah, series. Neogenic Nightmares, Duel of the Hunters. Duel of the Hunters. They, they were both based on completely arbitrary comics that had no connection <laughs> to one another in any way. Because no. the, um, the Spider, Man Spider series was like two issues... Yeah, in the 70s. It wasn't important at all. Didn't matter at all. Like the no. most important thing that ha- that came out of the Man Spider thing was a really popular What If comic, which mm-hmm. is um, what if he never cured himself, and yep. he ends up being a better Spider-Man in every possible way. It's quite funny. I 
I am very surprised you didn't do the Daredevil episode. I was going to, but then I thought that's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I oh, no, surprised. I'm not falling into that trap. I'm going to do the only I'm time do the we can spy. talk about animated Daredevil. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> the, ma- the man spider stuff was one of the most memorable things that happened in this series as a kid. However. Yeah. I would say that even as a kid, I hated Neogenic Nightmare. It lasted for so long. So long. It was like 14 weeks. Because before this, you've got um, Six-Armed Spider-Man as part of it. Um, You've also got um, the first Morbius when he changes. And after this, you've got Blade. Yeah, yeah. It went on for so, so long. Yeah. But it was the man spider stuff was really memorable. Yeah, it is really memorable. (laughs) And I think not bad animation on the man spider. When he's like moving uh, around, because I mean that would have been really difficult yeah. to do six arms moving in like a realistic fashion. But there are mm. there are a few parts where you can see the art, the hand sort of clipping into the other part of the arm. Yeah, but not yeah. enough to make you think, oh, they completely botched this. I mean, it would be impossible to have six arms and maintain your anatomic structure. Yeah, right? like, yeah, because like, where oh. are his shoulders? What's going on Shit. there? You also have. The episode before, um, the one before the one you've mentioned, yeah. one is is the one where he meets the X Men. Yeah, the X Men are in it. Yeah, yeah, because he's, so, uh, he's yeah, trying to get it's a cure. A complicated. It's uh, a complicated series. That I think was a reference to the What If comic rather than the actual run, because mm. he doesn't. I don't think I don't remember him going to the X Men to try to get help with his Spider Man no. arms, but he does no. in the What If comic. And they tell him that there's nothing they can do. Like, you're, you're mm. permanently like this. And then he goes to see Mr. Fantastic, and Mr. Fantastic tells him the same thing. So he gives him, like, a special coat that he can wear that makes his other forearms invisible so he can just have a normal yeah. life, which is really funny. <laughs> like he's, I... still got, he's still got six arms, but nobody can see them. So that makes it okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole series was this run as well. Like, yeah, because much, the yeah. first episode of the season was the Insidious Six, and he starts mm. to lose his powers. And it's not until the last episode, the final nightmare, which is when the Vulture tries to take Spider-Man's youth, yep. that he accidentally absorbs his mutating DNA. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's a whole thirteen episodes yeah. devoted to this story. It was, it was, um, it's insane. It was a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think... do. I, I enjoy these episodes for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> The Punisher is a main character in these episodes. But yes. in Enter the Punisher. Um, and Punisher, who is well known for using lethal force, he likes mm. his guns, he likes to kill people. In yeah. this, he has a jetpack and wears a teal bodysuit. I fucking hate <laughs> the teal. Why has he got a Rambo thing on as he's well? Got, he's, yeah, he's got a, um, a, a, a tie wrapped around his head like Rambo. He's so bad. And he's like, got I... the battle van. The battle van. The battle van. His talking like van. <laughs> his um his version of the Batmobile. It's so um, funny. I kept so, I, I kept wanting cool. the battle van to talk. I it needed yeah. like a lady's voice to like Be careful um, out there, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> like the boat in the tick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so I feel like many people do about the Punisher mm-hmm. in that. Eh. Um however 
I really like John Benthill as the Punisher. I think he's yes. really good in da- Daredevil. I think he's really good in the Punisher TV series, which I don't feel got enough credit. Yeah. Um, also, the one comic that I like from Garth Ennis is the Punisher run. Yeah. The really violent Punisher run, which goes into depth about like um, his PTSD and um, like the trauma that he feels and the anger he feels. It's really good. This <laughs> is an abomination it's, of um, the Punisher. It's, it's so bad. It, I think the main problem is that it's really, really sanitised. Like because they couldn't have the Punisher going out and you know capping force because it's a kids mm. show. So the best he can do is put somebody in a net and stick him to a wall with some glue. Like that's that's yeah. the most he could do. And he's, he even says like, "You better be happy. I'm not using lethal force. You were never going to use lethal force, Frank. This is a, it's, it's so a cartoon weird. for eight year olds." And it, why do they even introduce him as a character? I don't, if they I don't, know. don't No, I don't know. Use, but it's like in the next episode, the episode after the ones you talk about, Blade's in it, and Blade has a a lightsaber rather than a sword. <laughs> My um, favourite Punisher moment in these two episodes is where, uh, th- at this point, Spider-Man's got six arms, that's important to mention. Yes. And he's... Um, yeah. He's trying to run away from the um, from Punisher. He's trying to capture him because they think that Spider Man has kidnapped Michael Morbius, the living vampire who is a Romanian man in this. Yeah, that's a yep. very very thick accent, and he's yep. dating Felicia Hardy, who is a scientist. It's like it goes all over the place. This series. Oh no 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 no! It's Deborah who's Deborah. the scientist. What's her? No, Felicia's uh... a scientist as well, isn't she? No, she's she's asking. Uh, she wants him to help her with her term paper. Oh, okay. Of, and it's basic science, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he is he has been a sex pest yeah. for a couple of episodes, like hanging around her and stuff. Yeah. The only reason I know this, and I've told you this, is because Evan and I are watching Spider Man yes, at the moment, yeah. <laughs> and we have literally just finished watching the Neogenic Nightmare, <laughs> and Evan's like, Evan is just like absolutely fucking loving it at the moment. <laughs> like everything is happening. Uh, um, yeah, so the, the Punisher is going out to try to catch Spider-Man because he thinks he's a kidnapper because uh, Michael Morbius is now the living vampire because he was doing some experimentation and a bat got in the formula. <laughs> and it took, oh, so stupid. It's really dumb. Like, why is there a bat like, flying around in, in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. I, I know, Spiff. I know you do, but because... I don't want to know. <laughs> Leave me in my, in my vague knowledge of this series. And Punisher is like chasing after Spider-Man and he catches him in a net. And he's like, but it's got like a crank on it and he's pulling the net up the wall and Spider-Man's inside the net for like 20 minutes as it keeps yeah. going up. And then like the scene will change and it'll go back and the net's further down. It's like um, in Kung Pao where he's running across the fields <laughs> and he's going, chosen one, I'm coming. It's like that, but with a net. And Spider-Man it, just like busts out of it. Like, and he says... It's so, it's so long. He says like, thank God I've got this these six arms so that I've got more strength than busts out of a net. But he doesn't use the other arms to like help him break no. the net in any way. He just in like, fact, the extra arms are more cumbersome because yeah, he gets entangled in the, in the yeah. web, in the net, yeah. And the stupid thing is, as, as has been established in the source material, Spider-Man has the power of, of chest compression <laughs> <laughs> where he gets tied up in rope and flexes his chest so hard that the ropes like, just break. Why didn't he just do that? That would have made no. more sense. Uh, because the pressure under his, because the pressure of the six arms on his chest, yeah, it's too much is, for him. 
It's too much. Yeah. So he had to use his brute force to get out, and then he like runs away and punish like try to catches him with like a glue gun, <laughs> like sticks into so... a wall. It's so funny. And then if Punisher's like partner. I can't remember the guy's name. I'll call him George. Micro, microchip. Microchip. I'll call him George. <laughs> he says, don't do it, Frank. Don't use lethal force on Spider-Man. We don't know that he's done bad. But all those other people that you've used lethal force on, that was fine. That was okay, yeah. but don't do it on Spider-Man. And so Punisher doesn't use lethal force. He just catches him. And then you see like a cut away of, of microchip in his in his little office going like, Thank you, Punisher, for not using lethal force. Is he voiced by the guy who's Dennis Nedry? I don't. I don't think he is. No, that's not. No, no, that's not Wayne Knight. Surely, that's it, Wayne Knight. That's it. He can't be. There's no way. There's no way that Wayne is, Knight would be in this show. Was Wayne Knight ever? Um, I mean, he, this microchip. was the this was the year of Jurassic Park. He had bigger bigger fish to fry. He was a busy lad. Oh, he's he's microchip in. He's not in the movie, is he? Pun- in, um... He's Punisher Warzone with the one with um, Ray Stevenson with Jigsaw. Uh, with Jigsaw, yeah, Dom Dominic Gleason. <laughs> no, Dominic <laughs> Toretto. <laughs> Dom- yeah, Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Honestly, um, uh, those Punisher movies, the live action Punisher movies, they're really crap, but they're really good. They're really I good rem- movies. I've- I've never had a better time in the cinema than watching the Thomas Jane Punisher. It was so stupid. It's one so, of the stupidest that, films I've ever watched. Is that the one where he moves into that apartment building with the yeah. uh, with the guys with all the piercings? And there's that Bumpo scene. and Ugly Jim or whatever. Yeah, and that scene where one of the assassins brings a guitar with him and he sings like a whole lot like of serenades yeah. the Punisher. Yeah, in what the a, cafe. What a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is a bit in that at the end where um, John uh, Jonathan John Jonathan John Travolta Jonathan Travolta <laughs> Jonathan Travolta himself <laughs> John Travolta says to him, "You killed my son," and then there's an explosion, and Thomas Jane says, "You mean sons?" I <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so good. good. I love them. I really like those movies. The War Zone is really funny as yeah. well. It's War Zone where it starts with him like crashing that that party like he's McBain yeah and he just like slaughters all of them <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's and great. it's the one with um, the guy from the Green Mile win yeah um, yeah uh, Percy from the Green Mile <laughs> it's like a little Igor to the to the jigsaw guy oh I love it terrible movies but they're so good it's, it's so entertaining but <laughs> so bad um, so Spider-Man manages to get away because um, the Punisher was completely ineffectual with everything he was trying to do at this point. <laughs> and uh, he, he he tries to get his um, spider arms under control by going to, what's the name, the, the scientist who was with Morbius. Uh, Can't remember her name. Deborah. Deborah. And he does something with her. Like, yeah, it's going to a formula. They're, like, they're sticking with something and it doesn't work. And he starts turning into a man spider <laughs> just... well he goes to see dr crawford doesn't he dr yeah. crawford is the one who's working with um craven craven's yeah. wife or fiance or whatever calypso yeah calypso yeah yeah i watched this like two days ago and i can barely remember anything that happened <laughs> i've got like the vaguest recollection of the plot there is a bit where he um he's trying to find uh morbius and he says says like 
oh, I'd, 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 I've got to think like a bat and where would bats go? Yeah. The highest point this in the city, which I did think that was no. an aspect of no. bat They go culture. to caves. What's really funny is that Aunt May and Mary Jane are really worried about Peter yeah. because he hasn't come home for days. Yeah. So Peter's like, I'll be really quiet and sneak in my bedroom. And then he puts on a really loud tape recording yeah. of bats and going ape shit. And he's talking out loud while he's doing this. And then he answers so the phone stupid. while he's there. Yeah. He's, he's not meant yeah. to be there. He's not the cleverest Peter Parker, no, this one. He's, he's got a lot on his mind. He's got a lot on his mind. Um, brilliant fashion sense. Great fashion sense. Bit slow on the upkeep. <laughs> Um, there's Everyone's a, got great fashion sense yeah, in this show. There's a uh, a series. I don't know if it was actually part of a proper run, but there's a Spider-Man comic where he and Miles go back in time to the nineties, right. which was where at this point was when Peter was at high school, mm. and they see high school Peter in, from ninety four, and he's dressed the same way as the Peter from this from the TV show. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> That's really good. Um, yeah. I, because I've been reading a lot of New Avengers, there is um, there's a bit where uh, Peter tells the New Avengers that he's Peter Parker, yeah, and Jessica Jones is there with oh, the yeah, baby she had a crush with on Luke, him. yeah, <laughs> and she says like oh, I had a mad crush on you, I was in love with you, yeah, and then like Peter's in the Quinjet with Luke saying like Don't worry, Luke, I would never break up your marriage, <laughs> yeah, and Luke's like I wasn't worried, <laughs> I'm gonna no, he's like I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And then you have the big transformation at the end of the episode. Yeah, the big transformation where he um turns into a big spider man. He turns into a spider man, a man spider, a man spider, and mm. it's all very dramatic. And he's he's like going blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and mm. um he runs off. He runs into the night, and then everybody thinks that Spider Man has turned into a mutant freak, which I thought was quite funny that they immediately like. There's a giant spider running around the city, killing people, attacking mm. everyone. Yeah, it's probably Spider-Man, isn't it? Because, you know, he's a spider. So. <laughs> he's <laughs> a spider and a man, and Who this one's a man it? and a spider. Yeah. Who else could it be? Um, I, uh, I like the fact that, essentially, Peter is a mutant. Yeah, yeah, he is in he's this. A, he's yeah. a, he's actually, but he is. He is technically yeah. a mutant who got mutant powers after... He got he got them genetic. He didn't get them genetically. He got them scientifically. Yeah. Um. I think sp- uh, putting Spider Man in the X Men for a bit would be really good because he was a teacher for a while, wasn't he? Mm, yeah. Yeah. At the mansion. Yeah. That's that was really good. I think he should be on the X Men team for a bit. Um. He should be like the Wolverine. Uh, Ms. Marvel's in the X Men team now. Yeah. Yeah, because um, she's she's a um an Inhuman mutant hybrid now. Oh yeah, because they fucked it up with the TV series. Yeah. Didn't exactly. They? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Isn't she dead though? Oh, she's back. Yeah, she's all right. Oh, she's back. Yeah, she, they, she, um, that they, death lasted long. They used the um, <clears throat> mutant, like her parents having mutant DNA. Oh, to yeah, so that she could raise her on a yeah, cover. Yeah, right. It was. It's really like oh, we've got to come up with some idea to bring her back. But I thought it was a bit weird because like the death of Ms. Marvel was like really like an important moment for a lot of the mm. characters, especially for Peter. Yeah. And then it, yeah. it, it does matter. But it's, it's, it's a comic book death. They never matter really, do they? I mean, the only character of note who has stayed dead is Uncle Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Because for a while it was Uncle Ben and Jason Todd and then Jason Todd came back, which yeah. I was really against. And for a while it was um, um 
Gwen Stacy, but now Gwen yeah. Stacy's back in a six million different, different dimensions. Form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that Man Spider can spit acid because that yeah. seems how like did a he know he could spider do that? power. <laughs> how did he no know idea. to do that? No idea. Yeah. And what kind of spider is he meant to be? Because like, the, spi- know, cause the spider that bit him looks nothing like this. He should have turned into a Black Widow. He's got weird teeth coming out of his ears. Yeah, he's got... Don't um, really understand that. And he's got, like, human teeth. He's got fangs, but spiders mm. don't have human mouths. No. They have them big, like, wiggly things, don't they? Them big yeah. pincers. Uh, mandibles. Mandibles. No, that's a Star Wars series. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> that was a pity Spid- laugh. <laughs> spider, spider mandibles. Spider mandibles. Oh, why is that um, a Spider Mandalorian? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have. Oh, yeah, probably. I bet there's a T-shirt of it. There is. It probably is. <laughs> Spider-Mandalorian. Um, so the next episode is just batshit insane. Yeah, like, they throw everything at the wall in this one. Craven shows up at the start and he's like, um, I've come back, I'm going to hunt down Spider-Man. And Eclipso is there with him and says, did you remember to bring your ceremonial hunting garb? <laughs> a hunter never goes anywhere without it. And his ceremonial um, hunting garb is his costume. From is his lion costume? It's his lion uh, costume. Why in this show? I was talk- I was saying this to Sean the other day. Why Sean Dupree? Uh, why is it that everyone who wears a uh, trench coat in yep. this series wears nothing underneath it? Um, because they're kinky. So weird. <laughs> Craven was sitting on that plane. <laughs> Yeah. Just on with a trench coat on. Yeah. Well, what else is he going to wear? He's got to sell watches when he gets off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> sell watches, flash someone in the park. Yeah, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. I like that in this episode, uh, Frank doesn't wear the uh, the Rambo strip. No, anymore. he doesn't. No, he does. He still wears his jetpack. <laughs> yeah. You know that classic Punisher item, the jetpack. Yeah. That's uh, the punishment. This is so funny because where did he get all this stuff from? <laughs> no. The battle van. What is with the battle van? I don't. Un- I don't understand it personally. No. Um, I mean, I love picture for like <laughs> shit. Like, when did Punisher come out? Like seventy three when he first showed yeah. up. It must have been like early seventies because of the Nam. Yeah. His costume was dumb as hell for like forty yeah. years. Yeah. Because. Th- I, I really don't get the, the 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 comic book thing that everybody had to wear a skin tight leotard. Yeah. Why? Look, like every that's, character had to wear one. That's one of the things I like about the Ennis run as well. Is that like it's just he's wearing normal stuff. Yeah. Like he's wearing a t shirt over a flak jacket. Yeah. Like, you know. Why do you, that's the, like how people see Punisher nowadays more yeah. often than not. It's like you don't remember him wearing the skin tight blue one piece with the school logo on the front. Because mm. that's it's dumb. It's just stupid. It's, especially in teal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially in teal. It's like that, um, that famous camouflage color. Like teal. Doc, Doc Ock's original villain costume, just the the purple and the green one piece. Yeah. And he's like a seventy year old man running around dressed like that. Same with Vulture. Yeah. I like the um, Insomniac game costume. It's like yeah. because he's dealing with the artificial limbs. It's like an interface suit. Yeah, that makes much more sense. And in Spider-Man Two, the film, yeah, it's just he's just wearing his normal clothes. Yeah, he just has normal clothes a, on, but it a works. Lab coat. Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's all he needs is the goggles. 
Yeah. It's all Doc Ock needs is the goggles. I mean, and the arms, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Like when um, she shows up in in spite of us. Yeah. It's the goggles that make her Doc Ock. She's great. Yeah. Catherine Han as yeah. uh, Doc Ock. She's really great. Definitely. Yeah. That's a good movie. We should talk about that movie yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that comes out soon. It's out digitally already. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've already... The only um, reason I know if something's it, coming out now. Yeah, rock, new rock stars but makes a video yeah. about it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or honest trailers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, um, we're not very tuned into current culture, really, are we? No, because we're old. Yeah. We're old That's and why we're talking about a 90s cartoon. Yeah, and barely talking about a 90s cartoon. <laughs> Um, one of my favourite bits in this episode is where the sketch artist draws the oh, it's comic such a good style drawing. picture. Jeez. Of it's it's got shading and everything. Yeah, it's of man spider. Chiaroscuro shading. He's got the pose. <laughs> the, the person who told him what the spider monster looked like, they must have like been painting a picture with their words. Yeah, because yeah. he got it this spot guy's, on. This guy is wasted in the police force. <laughs> yeah, he should be working for Marvel. <laughs> Probably save them from bankruptcy. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, yeah, so Craven and Punisher have to team up to take... Well, they have a little fight first, obviously, because yeah, whenever two characters show up, they have to have a fight first to, you know, to appease people. Mm. The um, the Joss Whedon school of character dynamics. <sighs> Unless they're women and then they're just objectified. Yeah, or if they, they're, they're black and um, then they're just, you know, saying booyah all over yeah. the place. If it's women, they have a fight, but then you have to cut to the men watching who are like tilting their heads at it. Yeah, like, hmm. yeah. Throwing them a pillow. Yeah. Oh, man. What a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League, piece of shit. Yeah. It's weird to say that actually the yeah. Zack Snyder one is much better. It's not much, even just much better by comparison. It is actually yeah. a, a good film, like in a yeah. lot of ways. It's um, it's too. It's long. really hard to it's say. Way it's long. way too long. Way too long. Way too long. Um, did you see the trailer for uh, Rebel Moon that came out yesterday? No, I haven't seen it yet. Was it yesterday? It was yet. No, day before. Day before yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like six different movies spliced yeah. into one. It's, I'm not surprised. No. He can't. He doesn't know how to. Really, what Zack Snyder needs is a TV series. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Just he needs he needs room to run around in. Um, did you see the sci-fi film about AI from the guy who directed Rogue One? No. <laughs> what was that? Um, it looks good. The trailer's just come out. I can't remember what it's called. Someone in the comments, <laughs> comments, <laughs> comments, tell us please. We're like we're a YouTube channel. Um, but there is a oh, I can't remember what the guy's name is called who did the directed Rogue One. Um, but, um, I've got it near me. I might be able to have a look. Yeah. Um, but he has is directing a film about a war between AI and humans, in which uh, uh, someone's sent to kill an ultimate weapon, and the ultimate weapon turns out to be like a child AI hybrid. Oh, I like that sort of thing. Got to protect it. Yeah, yeah. I like that kind of thing. That's cool. And he, he can't kill it because it's a child. Yeah. Um, it's, it looks really good. It looks like um, sort of like the aesthetic of like Elysium yeah. and District 9. It looks really good. Yeah, I like that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that sounds cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, did you see that, that thing that was going around where it was a, a screenshot of like a statue from one of the Superman movies mm. where it's got one hand in the air with f- five fingers open? 
and one mm. down below where it's got three of its fingers closed. So just the the thumb and the pointer finger are sticking out. And so he said, oh, right. this is, a, it's a code from Zack Snyder. So that the five are the five mm. Justice League movies that he wants to make. And on the other hand, he's done the three and he's got two left. He's coming back. Netflix is going to buy the rights to Zack Snyder's Justice League and they're going to make two more movies. No, no, they're not. No, no, no they're not. Because no. why would it be a code? Why would they be making it a puzzle? They just say. Um, <laughs> Warner Warner Brothers will never admit that actually that Justice League film made a lot of money yeah. and uh, did quite well. Um, because lots of like lots of people bought HBO Max just to watch that film. And yep. although well, we um, bought um, Sky Now. Was it called? Yeah, yeah Sky Now. Yeah. yeah, to watch it. Yeah. Um, I did for the day, yeah, like, just to watch it. Well, for the two days, because you can't watch that film in a day. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and I, I, I don't. I feel really bad sticking up for Zack Snyder. I've got nothing against Zack Snyder as a person, just his followers. Yeah, I, I know, don't like, think he's a very. I honestly, I don't think he's a very good director because he tries no. too hard. Everything that he, he does has to mean something, but I yeah. don't think he's clever enough to make it mean the things he wants it to. Or when he does try to do it, it's so heavy handed that yeah. you might as well have just not bothered doing it because it's so obvious. Like there's um, too involved. There's in Army of the Dead, the whole thing about like the zombie messiah. Yeah, which it's so stupid. He goes nowhere and there's no reason for it. And every like metaphor he tries to put into his films, it's like, yeah, but what if this good thing was actually a bad thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it really bugs me. And like, the what the main one in Army of the Dead was trying to turn a zombie virus into a dual metaphor for both COVID and <laughs> internment camps. Yeah. Doesn't work. It, one of those would have been fine. Yeah, not both. One of them. <laughs> it just gets too many ideas. It's like, you yeah. know, when you pull out a brainstorming board and you write everything down and you're like, okay, so one of these things works, so the other one can't work. Yeah. He's there like, do no, both. they're all good ideas. Yeah. They're all good. And he's too involved in the writing, the directing, the pr- uh, the editing. No, you can't be all things yeah. on film. Like, it's not, you're not an auteur. No, he's not. not. An He'd you, love to you're be. Not, yeah. Honestly, not best Zack Snyder movie. The best Zack Snyder movie, Dawn of the Dead. I think 300's good. I prefer Dawn of the Dead because it's got Richard Cheese on the soundtrack. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it has the, uh, the zombie but baby as well. Dawn of the Dead was very good when I watched it at the cinema, but yeah. I've watched it recently and I was like... Uh... It's crap, but it's good. <laughs> it had... Um, yeah, I had uh, Down With The Sickness yeah. and Disturbed as the end credit <laughs> theme. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i partial to 300. I think 300 is quite a, a faithful adaptation and it's a lovely film to watch. Mm, yeah. You know, um, and I actually think probably my favourite film that he's done is probably Justice League. I just think it needed to be two parts rather yeah, than one big part. It's so long. And just so long. take out the slow motion. Yeah. Stop yeah, being so to... artsy fartsy about it. Yeah. Take out sorry, it didn't need to be in black and white and it didn't need to be in four three. Didn't need to have that after credits we live in a society bullshit. No, it didn't at all. It didn't need any of that. It it, it says like for the um artistic integrity of the series we have decided to broadcast it in four three. There's why? 
there's no reason. It doesn't make it doesn't add anything to mm-hmm. the plot. It's it not, does not. It's so stupid. It was dumb. Anyway, Spider Man. <laughs> they track him down to the World they track Trade Center. Yeah, to the World Trade Center. And um, there's a bit of a jump scare of them mentioning the 93 World Trade Center. Yeah. Bombing, which is, uh, I was talking, oh, it came out of nowhere. I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I can smell the gunpowder. Yeah. What? It's insane. But imagine if, like, Punisher says, like, it's okay, the steel beams of the, the building will, <laughs> will keep it out. God, Spider-Men can't melt steel beams. Yeah. I'll never forget us meeting here today, Spider-Man. I'll never Perhaps forget. Perhaps we can meet here again. <laughs> Perhaps we'll meet here again. Four years In from better now. circumstances. <laughs> so bad. Oh. So bad. Uh, yeah, they, um, they, they, I don't know, they like jizz all over peter and he turns into a man again i don't know they hold him down and, yeah. and dr crawford injects him with a thing that she's been working on the whole time yeah but it only temporarily abates his mutation yeah he's all right though he's fine he's <laughs> fine yeah i don't understand why he's fine though no and morbius is still out there yeah he's still around yeah because we're just about to get a two-parter with blade for some reason yeah and uh, Morbius. Another perfectly appropriate for a kid's <laughs> TV show character. Morbius in this series is so funny. The way they like so they changed him so that he was um, a bit more friendly for kids. Where he, um, yeah. he has like lamprey mouths in his hands now. He's like a, <laughs> he's like a, a leech vampire. Yeah, it's so, so good. weird. So <laughs> weird. It's just a really weird. It's really weird, but I, I, I love it for how weird it is. It's so dumb. I uh I think I'm going to do the same thing you did. Yeah. I do not like this show. I liked it as a kid. Yeah. But I cannot see the appeal of it now. <laughs> yeah. Um it's so batshit insane. It's far more weird than X-Men. Yeah. Far oh, yeah. more weird. Yeah. Um it's a it's a I'd get I'll be generous and give it a 6. I think it does a yeah. lot of good things with like cameos and stuff like that. Yes. There's a load yeah. of cameos in this series, but it's weird. Don't put the Punisher in. Don't yeah. put Blade in. <laughs> um, um, another one of my other episode choices that I was going to pick when I was trying to work out which one I wanted to do was uh, the episode the Spot shows up in. Yeah, that's a good one. I love the Spot. Yeah, but I it's a shame he wasn't in the. It's a shame he wasn't in the across the Spider Verse uh, a bit more. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I know he will be eventually when that film comes out if it ever gets made. Yeah, um, if it ever gets made, uh, pay your writers. Yeah, and you know, settle a strike. Yeah, don't um, call people in to have a meeting and then tell them that your offer is the same offer as before, and if you don't like it, you can get lost because yeah. that's not going to bring people to stop the strike. I mean, imagine that on like uh, the hundred and third day of a strike, saying that you'll have a sit down with your um the people striking, so that you can hash things over, try to come up with a deal, and then tell them that your deal is that there's no deal. Yeah, like it or lump it. Yeah, a hundred days into a strike. So stupid. It's so. Stupid. I blame Zaslav. I think he's like the the ring leader of this whole oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. Him and Iger. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Him and I go. Dickheads. Um, yeah, it's just it's so stupid. It's like, and what's going to happen is there's no going to be no TV next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no TV and no films, and the whole industry will collapse. 
uh, and they'll have no choice. Yep. Or if they want it to go... Every, you'll just have to watch things from from England because we're still all yeah. right. So. Yeah, you can watch your six-episode series from yeah. England. And you'll like and, it. And it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no chronology there. No. Uh, we don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes we'll get a four-episode season and think, oh, that was good. I hope they make another one. And they won't make another one for eight years. Yep. <laughs> yep. And um, you'll be okay with it because we yeah, have to be. You'll like it and you'll lump it. And <laughs> you'll lump it. You won't have a choice. It's like Fleabag. Like, yeah. um, oh, this show's critically and uh audience wise a massive success. Oh, we're only gonna do we're only gonna finish this season and then we're gonna stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like that um that joking community about this about a, a yeah. series lasting seventeen years and having twelve episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Spider-Man's a six for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven, just because I, it, it was like nostalgia blinded. I think as well, um, The re- I think the reason I gave X-Men a seven is because it was... It, was, it meant something to me. X-Men was the comic I was reading at the time, yeah, and it was yeah. like... Even though I knew it was kind of shit, <laughs> yeah. um, I still had a big, bit of an affinity for it. Like... Rogue is such a good character in this show and Logan's good and Hank is good. I'm using their proper names now. Logan and um, Hank, like you're friends with them. <laughs> yeah, and they're just good characters. I don't think Peter Parker is a very good... I don't think this is a very good representation of Spider-Man. He's um, angry all the time. Yeah, that was... Um, I feel like that was a very 90s portrayal of Spider-Man because mm. it was like he was a very angsty character to begin with especially from like yeah. the 60s the 60s leading into the 70s he was a jerk Spider-Man yeah. he was awful and he kind of like he, he chilled out a bit in the 80s when he started teaching when he was at Empire yeah. State and then the um, suit stuff happened the symbiote yeah. stuff happened and he, he just went downhill from there and I feel like yeah. when they were making this cartoon they pulled a lot from the symbiote run of his characterization. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if they should have really. Clone Saga was happening in the early 90s. That would mid, mm. uh, mid 90s, so that would make sense. Yeah. Uh Cl- Clone Saga uh it was happening at a time and you know the most recent relevant big Spider-Man event was Symbiote Saga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't like the way women are portrayed in this uh, show. Mm. That is a big problem for me. They're either yeah. mothers or Spider-Man's love interests. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is all they are. Yeah, There's no very tropey, good women villains. It? Yeah. They did um, that in... Um, uh, f- uh, did you ever watch um, The Arrow show? Yeah. First season of that, where every time a woman would show up, it was yeah. it's either going to be Oliver's sister... Or is gonna yeah, fuck Yeah, family up. member <laughs> or yeah, family member or bedfellow. Yeah, every time, that was every all single it was. time. Yeah, and then they'd never show up again. <laughs> no, um, especially when you had him like having sex with Talia or Ghoul and yeah. stuff like that. It's like and Huntress. What? Hunt, yeah, Huntress. If you just want to make a Batman series, make a Batman series. I don't know why DC if, uh, and Warner Brothers have to pussyfoot around it all the time. Yeah, like let's make a show about Alfred. Let's make a show about uh, Thomas Wayne. Let's make a show about Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I don't get as it. As much as yeah. Gotham is good. Make I a Batman series. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's another get past the first series yeah, show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because then it gets um, fun. Yeah. 
It's so so weird. I don't know why DC have this problem with making Batman. Yeah, it's like, weird, isn't yeah. it? It's like, yeah. I mean, we're, like, we're never, ever, ever going to get a live-action Spider-Man series again. No. It's never going to happen. No. So I do, I do not like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Um, he's, I'm bored of him at this point. He's, I just think they should... He's done it too I, long. I think they need to reset. Yeah. I think, they, I think they've left it too long. They need to reset gonna... the entire thing. Like, the whole yeah. of Marvel needs to reset. Have Galactus show up. Do something. Seek... Secret Wars. Yeah. That's what it needs to lead to. Secret Wars, Battle World, and then yeah. like, just get rid of Reset it. Reset everything. Yeah. Put get everybody in the same all. universe. Uh, change your actors if you need to, because you can at that point, because it's a new universe. Doesn't matter anyway. It's a it's a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I don't get why they're um, like terrified of another person playing a character, because yeah. it's never been a problem before. Like, 100 I... years of cinema, nobody has cared. I can understand it a little bit with Chadwick Boseman, just I given the... Even at this point, I'm, I, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Cause it's, I think it was a little too soon. Yeah. You know, I think it was a bit, like, but then it again, it's so like, important. I, don't think, I think it would be bad to have a new T'Challa. Yeah. But having a new Black yeah, Panther, you, I don't see anything yeah. wrong with that. I feel like you could have. I feel like Shuri was the wrong way to go as well yeah, because I, I think she's a terrible character and she's a um, terrible person in real life. Terrible person in real life. You should have got Mbaku. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It would have been yeah. so much more uh, powerful in a way. Yeah. But I feel like, especially because you've got like really strong female characters already. Yeah. Like Shuri was her own character in her own right. So was Okoye. Um, so was what was his love interest called in the first movie? It began with an N. Name. Did he begin with an N? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, his mum, Nakia. You had Nakia. That's it. Yeah. And then you had Riri in the yeah. second film as well. You don't need an. Uh, you don't need a, a a woman stepping into Black Panther's shoes. I don't think. What you need is a new Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just as an aside, because we're talking Marvel. Have you seen the um? New build, uh, new blind bag, uh, Lego minifigs. No, I haven't. Are they the Marvel? Marvel ones? Oh, that's yeah. cool. I'm gonna have to get some. Uh, so there's Werewolf by Night. Ah, <gasps> okay, I'm definitely Mohawk, gonna have to get some. Then. Mohawk Storm, um, from the <laughs> uh, the cartoon Beast, Moon Knight, and Mister Knight. So it's um, it's all um mostly uh TV, TV shows. Yeah, yeah. She Hulk, Kate Bishop, um. Clint Barton, Wasp, uh, and Agatha Harkness. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going it's to It's really good. Yeah. Um, I'll I have think to go. I'll only have come to, out a little while ago. I'll have to head to Hobbycraft and buy some. Yeah. Only you, can around get from, you can normally get them sometimes in Sainsbury's, big Sainsbury's, and they go on sale quite a lot. Sorry, this is just me and Spivzy talking about stuff which you buy. <laughs> yeah. um, have we got any emails, Spiv? Um. Do you know what? We have. We have. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we had. Yeah. We I know have. we've got at least two. Yes. Matt and Squid. Um, this... And definitely V. Yes. Something preempting everything. What if you were wrong? Now you look like a fool. I'm the Professor X of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! To me, my emails. He makes that noise so much. <laughs> uh, this email is from Matthew, friend of the Hello, show. Matt. Dearest Richard and Spivsworth, 
<laughs> the 90s Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons are incredibly important to me. They were my introduction to superheroes and comics, and I have lots of fond memories of watching them with my brothers as a kid, especially Spider-Man. See, everybody mm-hmm. likes Spider-Man. Everyone likes X-Men too. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Rewatching Spider-Man now, it's fascinating how the animation is done a complete disservice by the technology of the time. Yeah. The aliasing is out of control and the CG looks bad. But if they did the exact same thing even just a decade later, it would look really good. Um, yeah, we never I, talked about the CG. We never talked about the CG is so bad. The, it's like completely out of place. Yeah, bad. the completely arbitrary CG, like the first episode of the two that we watched, where the camera pans up the stairs and the banister, the balustrade on yeah. the on the staircase is in. It's a three D model, and it like spins around it all dramatic like. There was one I watched recently with Evan and it was the Hobgoblin um, who's voiced by Mark Hamill. And there was a bit where the the Hobgoblin was going through the city in the the alleyways in 3D Mm. and then when he got stopped by Spider-Man, it was in 2D. And I was like, why? Is it it supposed to be a Spider-Sense thing? I don't (laughs) really get it. Like, what's the Uh, the reason? Yeah. If it was preserved differently, it could have looked nicer now. A nicer version now, like the 90s Spielberg shows, which are also mm. done by TMS. It's also really nice to see just how true to the comics these are, with lots of costume characters interacting, silly quips and dialogue that aren't up their own butts, and genuine mm. reactions. And it's wild how, in retrospect, the X-Men are almost a one-to-one queer-coded group with Jubilee, being threatened with essentially conversion therapy at the very beginning of the show. That's a really good point. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about the conversion therapy element of it. Uh, to close on a more fun note, have you heard I'm Your Baby Tonight by Mariah Carey? Just listen to the chorus and you'll see why I mentioned it in this email. Also, the Joe Perry Spider-Man theme rips. I'm uh, Your Baby. We had a um, follow-up email afterwards saying, damn it, I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston. I always confuse oh. those two. I'm imagining that the chorus has got like... Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Oh, or, no, it has. Or yeah, somebody, it absolutely a has. man saying spider blood. <laughs> no, it's it's the X-Men thing. Is it really? It, I, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> that. Um, yeah, I, both those theme tunes are so good. We yeah. didn't even talk about the Spider-Man theme tune because we tangent it big time, which is what we do with every yeah. time we do um, a show it's, second. It's comics as well. Like we're going to end up tangenting. Yeah. We're talking about comics in general. But mm. yeah, they... they robot voice singing the spider-man thief song is just it's so iconic weird. <laughs> yeah. it's so weird though what is he saying so radioactive spider blood he's saying spider blood radioactive spider blood i know because i watched the episode with the subtitles on ah uh... yeah radioactive spider blood. <laughs> so weird <laughs> great i love it so weird <laughs> Do you think he actually sang like that? Like that was just his regular voice? Uh, yeah, he's he's a machine man. He was one of them smokers who got them things in his neck. Those voice boxes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, toodles, toondles, is that a stretch, Matthew? No, it's not a stretch. I love it. Um, oh, I'm going the wrong way. Uh, Thanks, Matt. Thank you for both your emails. <laughs> oh, this is a long one. It's a long email. Ooh. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is a long email. This is from Thomas. <laughs> oh, shit. It's titled, Does a Toon Hound Eat Chili Fries? Which, um, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what I it means. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jubilee in the episode does says, uh, they say, will you come to visit us? And she says, does a mole 
rat eat chili fries or more something more girl eat was, chili fries was that a reference it's like a to sort Sonic of, the Hedgehog is, is, is the Pope Catholic it's oh, like okay. saying that yeah because yeah. I couldn't have said is the Pope Catholic yeah, does the well, Pope no. shit in the woods <laughs> oh shit here's the X-Men episode yeah I could go into my rant about the X-Men accidentally being a libertarian screed about gun control being bad or how terrifying mutants would be in real life or how the LGBT allegory in the movie sort of backfires, especially in the first film, but that would take up the whole email and I've already debated most of the audience on this anyway. (laughs) I was shocked and delighted to learn that the theme song composer is none other than Ron... Is it Wasserman? Ron... I'm going to say it in a really uh, pretentious way. Ron Wasserman, a.k.a. The one who did um, Go Go Power Rangers. Yeah, the mighty raw composer of the Power Rangers theme song. I owe much of my childhood to him, it seems. Both good theme tunes. Yeah, really good theme tunes. Um, Very recognisable even to this day. Yeah. Which is impressive. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's really hard to listen to clips of the old cartoon at work, as some of the characters make some very porny screams. The cartoon <laughs> yeah, was hammy as hell, <laughs> and I love it so much for that. Storm felt authoritative, I can't say that word. Authoritative. Authoritative and all-powerful. Halle Berry really couldn't top that, no matter what she did. No. No, not at all. No. You needed someone like um, Vivica A. Fox or mm. something like that. Someone who had real attitude. Yeah. Halle Berry as, um, you know, she's an Oscar winner, so I can't mm. take that away from her. And I wouldn't. I don't want to. <laughs> um, but, you know, she doesn't ever strike me as an authority figure. figure. No. She, she reminds me of someone who plays a part in a film. Yeah. She's um the most authority figure I think of her as is, like, partner to a crime boss. Yeah. Like in Swordfish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That classic. That classic movie, Swordfish. At first, I found it funny in the episode where they suddenly yell, oh no, she's claustrophobic. But it makes sense mm. when she can control the weather and her panicking could decimate an entire region. Maybe yes. that Trask guy was onto something. Uh, anyway, they actually address that random fact about Storm and give us some good reasons for it. The 90s totally radical slang was also a treat, especially from mm. Jubilee. Her and Gambit were two characters I was slash have been dying to see in live action, but they keep holding out on us. Um, Jubilee's in the Apocalypse one, isn't she? She is, and she's good, but yeah. she has no lines. No. They um, should bring her does, back. I wouldn't mind if they just had her again. Have you seen the Nando versus Movies fan castings? Yeah. And he wanted the one who played Knives Chow. The, yeah, the girl, yeah. a girl, woman who played Knives Chow. It's because she was a girl in Scott yeah, Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the woman who played Knives Chow to play Jubilee, yeah, I think she'd good. be great. Yeah. She's probably too old to play it now. But it's, um, his the, videos, his fan casting videos are great. so good. The amount like, of work you, he puts into them. But you put me onto that Midnight Suns one. Yeah, I would yeah. watch that in a heartbeat, that yeah. film that he, yeah. he, designed, he wrote, um, essentially. You it's should, so good. Have you watched his video about um, Thunderbolts, his picture no. of Thunderbolts movie? It's really good. It's, like, it's way better than what we're going to get. Yeah, I'm working my way through them. Um, I watched the um, authority yeah. uh, pitch, and he was really on the money with those castings. Yeah. Really great. I think he's got um, a video coming out. We just talk about Nando now. He's got a video coming out soon where he's um, casting James Gunn's friends in the DC universe. All the people <laughs> that he has in every movie that he makes. Pom Pom Clemente, yeah. um, the guy from Firefly, Nathan Fillion, yeah. <laughs> uh, his his wife. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that sort of thing. Um, where was I? Where was I? Taylor Kitsch was fine as Gambit in his brief mm. Origins appearance. Mm. Too bad the rest of the film was so awful. I like that they didn't hold back on Gambit and Rogue's accents, and all the characters give each other nicknames like Gumbo, Gumbo and Hoser. <laughs> we also yeah. forgot Logan's Canadian too much. He's um he's a Canadian national treasure. Yeah. The he film... didn't sound Canadian at all no. in the show. He never has. <laughs> no. he, they, should, they should have like a really Canadian guy to play. He'd, he was in Pride of the X-Men. Was he really he was Canadian? really Canadian, yeah. Good. It was really weird. They should get the guy from Letterkenny to do it. I He would be great. And, yeah. you know, like he's like... I know he's like five foot nine or something like yeah. that, but he's at least not six foot three, like yeah. Hugh Jackman is. Yeah, I love that um, uh, theory that they weren't going to get Hugh Jackman, but they asked for a huge jacked man. And they ended up with him. <laughs> uh, the films, the films give up on the accents pretty fast, and everyone sounds either generic American or generic British. Will yeah. be the la- Will this be the last time we ever hear Magneto and Xavier with their true accents? Future works were heavily inspired by the Fox movies, and now both tend to just be British, despite mm. Eric, Max, Magnus being Jewish-German and Charles being American. Can't we want... I like that you knew that he, he had three first names. Yeah. <laughs> He's used at different times. Couldn't we once have a Mel Brooks Yiddish-voiced Magneto? <laughs> I feel the same <laughs> way about Gimli. It's <laughs> weird that uh, it's only because... Um, Ian McKellen yeah. and Patrick Stewart were so good that yeah, they're now um, perceived to be English. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although, you know, um, what's his face? Fassbender's Irish, isn't he? He is, yeah. But, yeah. And um, um, the one point in the movies where his, his Irishness comes out, whenever in every Michael Fassbender movie, if he has to shout something, he yeah. turns really Irish. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I seem to remember just brief appearances of later favourites like Nightcrawler, but when they had yeah. him, they covered some surprisingly earnest discussions on faith and religion. They didn't yeah, avoid the G word during the time. Well, that no. was almost as bad as saying the D word unless it's destroy or next dimension. What's the what? D word? I assume devil. Oh. Or right. damn. I thought you meant dick. Yeah, it could mean I dick. I don't think they would have used that in a cartoon, though. They're not, they're not allowed to say David in cartoons. <laughs> makes people think of the Jewish king. No one's allowed to say it. That's why we have to call you Spivsy. Yeah, exactly, by law. Yeah. <laughs> by law. <laughs> While I'm not at all religious, it was still an interesting watch to see Wolverine grapple his demons and find some peace. Until the next yeah. episode. He goes to a um he goes to pray after. He talks to Nightcrawler about it and about his forgiveness and he goes to pray in a chapel at the end of the episode. It's really yeah. good, that episode. Um, after initially rebuffing NK and state NK North Korea, does he re does he rebuff North Korea? What's NK? Uh, NK, keep going. Maybe it'll provide some yeah. context. I've lived he, he, initially rebuffing NK and stating, but I've lived too long and I've done oh. too much. Nightcrawler is NC. Oh, okay, because he's put NK. Yeah, he uh, really confused. We thought like <laughs> Kim had tried to recruit Wolverine to the wrong side. <laughs> All the characters in the episode explore themes of faith and their place in a cruel world, mm. and not all come to the same conclusion, which is something that tends to happen often in anything that tries to tackle such subjects. Gambit yeah. concludes, Faces show ye, those monks kidding themselves. I'm doing it really stupid accent. <laughs> those it's monks good. kidding yeah, themselves. We on our own in this world. Life is random. Do you a full house or a busted flush? I hope you did the accent. 
<laughs> you know him too well. For a show selling toys to kids, it surprisingly avoids talking down to its audience. While I love Evolution and can't wait for that episode, the characters really don't hit me on the same emotional level as the ones here, especially when it comes to Nightcrawler. I like Kurt in Evolution because he was like the yeah. dweeb and I was the dweeb. What do you mean was? I mean like in the past. Like it still was. It was still it still happened in the past. Two things can happen at the same time. Um I I think the because I was a bit older at the time, I don't think the kid dynamic really gelled very well with me. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Because you know, you are an old man. I am an old man, and that's why I liked um, Wolverine and the X Men a little bit more. I feel like no one watched Wolverine and the X Men. Didn't even know it existed. Only had like three seasons. Didn't even know Um, anything. Do you know what is a real travesty? What? Um, Like Professor X keeps um, seeing visions of the future. You know, spoilers. He's not dead, Um, (laughs) but he keeps seeing visions of the future. And um, they solve a future, and then the next vision he has is the Age of Apocalypse. And then the and, show got cancelled. And then the show got cancelled. Yeah. so bad. <laughs> uh, some of the favourites include Beast, something about earnest teacher types who quote Shakespeare at the drop of a hat, feel comforting to me in an age of paranoia and anti-intellectualism. My son's favourite is Beast, he told me today. That's nice. Beast yeah. is cool. And I it- liked Beast. Well, his favourites are Beast, and Rachel was like, that's a really intelligent choice, because he's like, he's smart, he um, is kind, and then he said, and I like Wolverine, and Rachel said, well, never mind that then. (laughs) You just like some feral beast men. (laughs) (laughs) They had a proper finale too, which hit so many emotional notes, which you rarely saw in a kid's cartoon. This Mm. is why I'm slightly worried any follow-up to this will undo such a great ending. We've certainly seen that before. They did leave yeah. some huge pot plot lines open, though, and brought back Morph. And what Magneto does next as a potential ally is intriguing. So I'd imagine mm. the revival would address those instead of doing a soft reboot. Yeah, it is apparently yeah. meant to be a direct continuation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because he's running the school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't know where Charles is because he's going off to get better. Yeah. He's in rehab for his, um, yeah. for his addictions. Yeah. For his addictions to putting children into dangerous situations. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, time to get back to my chilli fries. I never saw the animated Spider-Man. Maybe I'll finally get to it. Toodles, my celluloid poodles. Thomas. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. That's a great one. Oh. oh, that's funny. It sent the same email twice. Huh. We're not reading it twice. No, I'm not reading it again. No. This email is from Squid Ludwig, and is entitled Electric Guitar Intro. <laughs> my dearest Toon Hounds. Hound dog howl. Oh. oh <laughs> so sedate. Oh. Aside from the oh opening whoa. theme, which totally fucks, the X-Men animated series was always a little off-putting to me when I was a child. Mm. Maybe it was the jerky animation or the jerky characters or the jerky comic book story arcs that tried to do poorly at times. They are story arcs they tried to do poorly at times. Or yep. maybe it was the entirely too frequent occurrence of agrarian European mobs in the modern setting. I mean, where are we? Latveria. It did introduce me to some of my favourite elements of Marvel Comics, though. My favourite ridiculous alien species, the Shi'ar. Yep. My favourite... Good haircuts. Su- yep, good haircuts. Was um Gladiator a Shi'ar warrior? Was he crazy? Yeah, he's, he's Shi'ar, 
Yeah. Uh, he's he at some point becomes the majestrix of the after Lilandra dies. Yeah. He becomes the ruler of the um, yeah, the Shi'ar Empire. Cool. Yeah, he's he's great. I love him. He's yeah, always like been idea. one of my favourites. I like um, his can't be beaten so long as he believes he can't be beaten. Yeah. It's yeah. so clever. Yeah. So clever. Uh, my favourite silly cliffhanger: Xavier saying, "My watch, it's been." magnetized <laughs> as he drops it to see it stick to his hover chair yeah that's good <laughs> it also introduced me to my favorite x-men character corsair aka christopher summers aka mr i've been abducted by aliens so i guess i'll just assume my children are dead and never question it <laughs> or go looking for them instead become a cool space pirate and inspire the creation of modern day star lord and the modern guardians of the galaxy yeah he's dumb and i love him but I should specify he's not my favourite mutant. That goes to Alison Blair, Dazzler. Yeah, Squid's told me this before. Yeah. It's too bad we didn't get her as a main character in X-Men the Animated Series. We almost did. She was a member of the team in Pride of the X-Men, an animated mm-hmm. movie that was sort of a proof of concept for an X-Men cartoon. It had some dated designs, perhaps, but much better animation. Magneto looks super cool in it. It also yeah, it had... Are you ready? Are you ready for the fun fact of the week? Go on, go on, go on. Frank, Frank Welker has... Toad. <laughs> oh. There's your Frank Welker fun fact of the week. The FWFFOTW. <laughs> your non Frank Welker fun fact of the week involves Spider Man in that Ed Asner voiced J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider Man animated right. series. Wild that casting, but not even the most wild casting. Hamill, James Avery, a bunch of Trek actors, including Tim Russ. Who is Tim Russ? I hope he was somebody called. I always hope it wasn't just Checking like a newscaster or something. He was. Prowler. Prowler. Wow. I didn't know Prowler, That's was great. it? That's really cool. Um, did you know that the guy who voiced Alfred, who I always forget, M- Zembalist Jr., Ephraim Zembalist? Um, oh, yeah. He played yeah. Dr. Octopus. He's so good as Dr. Octopus. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for a while that was like doc- the Doc Ock voice in my head. Yeah. 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 Um, all in a show that had marginally better animation quality than the X-Men. An equally mm-hmm. cool theme song and maybe better writing. Okay. Oh, definitely a better writer. The writing is definitely better, but more bonkers, which is saying something when compared to X-Men. But man, mm-hmm. they did story arcs well. And the entire second season, the neogenic nightmare is so fun. Vulture, Man-Spider, Morbius, Craven the Hunter, Punisher, Blade. The hits don't stop coming. And it all culminates with the most ridiculous and brutal ending to a season. <laughs> Spoiler ahead. Any listeners that want to watch the Spider-Man the Animated Series unspoiled, yes, you, listener, skip ahead about 15 seconds. Should we wait 15 seconds so they have to listen to it? I think I've already spoiled it. Yeah, we probably have. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Skip ahead 15 seconds. The second season ends with Doc Connors tricking Vulture into absorbing Peter's man-spider mutation, curing Spider-Man, but mutates tombs into a flying man-spider monster. And they don't defeat him or cure him. No, he just flies off to a seaside cave <laughs> to hide alone as a horrible monster forever. That's so twisted. Uh, so I've got some, uh, I've got some casting for cool. you here. So, uh, okay, so, let me guess who people were. Oh, okay. Are they so all like proper got... people? Are they all like characters? Not like uh, newsreader number one. No, no, no. Some, some good ones. Some okay, good cool, ones. Cool. Hold on. Right. So we've done uh, Tim Russ. Hank Azaria. Um, uh, the spot. Eddie Brock. Ah. <laughs> George Takai. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Tinkerer. Wong. Who? Oh, the Al- Benedict. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Alfonso Ribeiro. Um, uh, Carlton from Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's As... my answer. <laughs> <laughs> He's Randy Robertson, Rob, uh, Robbie's son. Oh, David yeah. Hater. David Hater. He's like as a, in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, David he's a, he's got like a bit of like a, a, a brasher voice, hasn't he? So I assume he's a bit more of a a super heroic character. Uh huh. Am I on the money? Uh huh. Okay, I'm gonna say Daredevil. Captain America. Captain what a America. great casting! I didn't know Captain America was in it. Yeah, he he comes in it later on. Uh, who else we got? Mark Hamill. Do you know that one? Oh yeah, Hobgoblin. Yeah, I knew that one. Martin Landau is is in it, but I can't find out who he was. James Avery. Do you know who James Avery is? I know who he is, but (laughs) (laughs) who he voices? Um, He voices War Machine. War Machine. God, they've got all of them in there, haven't they? Uh, Nichelle Nichols. Uh, Electra. Miriam the Vampire. Whoever (laughs) that is. (laughs) (laughs) That was a trick one. That was a fair. Uh, and Mira Furlan, who is um, Delenn from Babylon 5, who's got that really, um, really uh, French-sounding accent. You know the um, person I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. But who's got a French-sounding... Uh, Silver Sable. Silver Sable, well done. Oh, is it Tony right? J. Yes. Oh, uh, oh, shit, T- uh, Candyman himself. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, that's Tony Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tony J is uh, the guy. Oh, what would you know him from? He is um, British Royal Shakespeare Company. Um, he's the voice of the guy who runs the sanitarium in Beauty and the Beast. Do you know the guy? I mean, no. Uh, you'd know his voice if you heard. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Uh, who's Edward Albert? So suffice it to say, there's a few people in this show. There's a few people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's insane. Malcolm McDowell plays Abraham oh, he's Whistler. Everything. Malcolm um, McDowell's in great... like eight million different things. He he's never a... takes a rest. He's a great voice actor. Yeah. Um, what's sad about the X-Men reboot is the guy who voices Cyclops and the guy who voices Magneto, who yeah, has one of the there. best voice, where well, they're dead. Yeah. That puts sad. a dampener on things, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, my lunch break's over. Back to work at ye old Toon Tower. Those colourful power cables aren't going to chew themselves. Apprentice <laughs> Toon Hound, Squid Ludwig, out. Thanks, Squid. Uh, that is an email from Spotify. I... Oh, what have they got, got to say? Um, they've, uh, they've done something with how podcasting works and you can get like analytics easier or something. But it was all oh, a bit... wow. It was all a bit too like seminary on the email mm. and I got, I got mm. bored reading it so <laughs> right. fair enough um, this email guess who this email's from V yes shock uh, says a horror vocoder voice to the tune of the Spider-Man theme V-mail V-mail electronic V-mail <laughs> wow. alright hounds let's do this one more time my name is VVVV. I was bitten by a radioactive cartoon dog, and for the last three days, I thought I was the one and only Toon Hounds OC. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. That was a reference to the movie Spider-Verse. Yes. Yes. Did you it, like that uh, reference, Rich? It was very good. good. Very good. <laughs> Did you enjoy that reference? I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> Hi, Toon Hounds. It's me, V, resident researcher or creative consultant and longtime girl character pointer outer. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, good, good. I'm doing okay, Rich. 
I'm sleepy. Yeah. It's past my bedtime. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, uh, slightly annoyed that we had to record today because I wanted to watch the end of uh, the Evangelion two-parter. Oh yeah, uh, I got bored because again. I really. Oh really? Yeah, I, I hate it. it. I thought it was the most boring shit I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Maybe not that. Far. Have you seen? Have nope. you seen Rebels? Nope, not a single episode. Did right, nothing okay. for me. Yeah, that's no, why I didn't that's, like the episode. That's probably why you didn't like it. Because yeah. I was I was talking about it with someone else today, and I was saying like, um, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. No, I didn't. Genuinely, at all. don't know. Because they kept like lingering on people in backgrounds and pictures on walls, and it was like, uh, remember this? Remember this from Rebels? And like, no, I don't know anything you're talking about. I've got yeah, no context about? for any of these characters. Don't know who anyone is. Don't know why they're there. Don't know why anybody cares. So I didn't enjoy it. I gave up halfway through the second shame. episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, not everything has to be for me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, oh, yeah, Marvel cartoon time. Spider-Man and X-Men. Two cartoons I haven't seen but know of due to cultural diffusion. I didn't see many Marvel cartoons. Cartoon Network had the DC ones. Mm. X-Men was uh, fine. I thought this this show was meant to be outstanding. Oh, yeah, um, you know, she said no. sleepy, it's past my bedtime. Do you know what time she sent this email? What time? 7 a.m. Uh, someone's got too much time on their hands. It was past her bedtime and it was 7 a.m. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Go to, if you're listening now, go to bed now. Just now. Yeah. Sleep. Don't be a, don't be a, oh, a douche. Get to bed. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a dickhead. Get into bed. It's almost a rhyme there. Almost. It worked well enough. Uh, X-Men was fine. I thought this show was meant to be outstanding. Jubilee fires fireworks and a jubilee is like a celebration. I just got that mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. It was weird to hear people who aren't the live action cast do the X-Men voices. Why isn't Storm Halle Berry struggling with an accent? Why isn't Rogue ruining my life? Why isn't Wolverine a huge jacked man? Who the hell is Wolf? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sentiments we all share. Yeah. I am surprised that V hasn't pointed out that Rogue is a... Uh, 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 potential, you know, uh, like bait for queer coded females. Yeah. Like the character that will make you a lesbian <laughs> yeah. uh, because she is very good at pointing that sort of stuff out. Yeah. Um, I would say that there is absolutely no way that anyone who is going to watch X Men the Animated Series now, mm. after those films have come out, after the other two shows that are much more um, superior, much better. Than the other, than this animated show, are going to go back to the animated series and be like, "Yeah, this is good," because it's not. It's all rose tinted glasses with X Men yeah. the animated series. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I was reading ahead in the email, and uh, you're going to disagree <laughs> with some parts of this. <laughs> I'm sure I am. It wouldn't be a VU email if I didn't. The pilot just kind of drops you into the universe halfway through. The Sentinels no. are already using <laughs> just force to help. Didn't like Beast. What a dork. Poetry isn't a personality. Wow. wow. X-Men Evolution uh, was better. Hey, there's girl ones in this show. Emma Frost's ridiculous cleavage in X-Men Evolution turned me into a lesbian at whatever age I was when I watched that show at oh CBBC. My God. <laughs> it's like I it's like if 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 I could have picked up V and put her twen- ten years in the past, twenty years yeah. in the past, she would have agreed with me in every single statement. <laughs> because what she did was just re-say the things I said yeah. back to me, but just with ten years, twenty years yeah. difference. Uh, Spider-Man's theme song fucks and is way better than the X-Men one. 
Why is the X Men theme the one they never stop using? I don't know about this. I don't know about this. (laughs) These episodes were wacky nonsense. Spider Man gets six arms, and a guy who's definitely not a Dracula is there, and he's a Morbius. Then the Punisher shows up and does zero murders, and then Spider Man (laughs) turns into a Spider Man. Then Craven turns up in the very next episode, and then they team up with Punisher to fight Spider Man, who is a Spider Man, in the car park of the World Trade Center. Oh yeah, that's what happens. I hated the Punisher's stupid battle van. No girl ones either. Mary Jane was there for three seconds. Yeah, it's a so this is a big problem with Batman, uh, Spider-Man, the animated series. Mm. A complete lack of women characters who have any agency or any reason for being there apart from wanting the pizza peter wanting pizza i nearly called him peter park pizza parker pizza parker yeah (laughs) peter parker wanting to sleep with them it's really bad uh these squids frank welker fun fact of the week no frank welker in these shows well, that's not oh, entirely true, is it? It's not entirely true, is it, V? Is it, Fact V? Fact checker? Fact <laughs> checker, are you? <laughs> he does voice Iceman on Spider-Man and his amazing friends, so semi-relevant. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, mm-hmm. cartoon news, do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Scott Pilgrim takes off, got its, tra- got its trailer. I like mm. that. I like that one... I can't read this. I like that one it has... I oh, like. I think this meant, is why you shouldn't write emails at seven a.m. I think there's meant to be a comma somewhere, and it's really throwing me off. I like oh, that comma. one. It has the definitive girl one, Ramona Flowers. Do 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 do. Mutant Mayhem made some money. Ooh, how profitable! No girl one on that team. Well, April. Do, uh, do, 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 I do, do, saw do. that on Monday. Have you seen you it yet, Spin? No, I'm not. I'm not going to go to speak. It's so good. Is it really? I was good? talking to Jeff about it. It's the only time I've seen them act as kids yeah. and have be able to really balance, apart from the IDW comic, a really balance emotional weight and um, like emo- emotional weight and fun. They feel like they love each other. It's yeah. really great. They, like, um, um, they they recorded them without a script, didn't they? Just yeah. in, the, in the recording studio and then animated around it. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, there's some really good sort of like little uh, f- turtles fans reference. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the unfortunate thing is that it uses the origin I dislike of like ooze going down the sewers rather than re reincarnations. Yeah. Um, I really think that works much better, but they don't linger too long on it, so you don't care enough. Yeah. Um. So it's just really great. Um. That voice acting superb. Paul Rudd is so good as Mondo Gecko. It's oh, yeah. unbelievable. Um, uh, Seth Rogen and um, John Cena are really good as Rocksteady and Bebop. Um, Ice Cube's really good as uh, Superfly. I think it's <laughs> Ice Cube. It sounded like Ice Cube. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, sorry, Ice Cube, if it wasn't you. I know you listen. <laughs> I know he listens. Um, but yeah, it's just great. Jackie Chan was excellent. April was excellent. It was just really fun. My Evan had an absolute blast. Like, was just cracking up in the cinema. The only ones that were laughing in the cinema were me and Evan. <laughs> and I just, I felt like I should probably have quietened down a little bit. But like, we were having so much fun. They do a, um, they do a montage in the like a fighting montage where they've got to go to four places to find some information. And it's just, it, 
it blends together so well because like one turtle is in one area, one turtle is in another, one turtle is in another, and it's like a corridor fight. Mm. So good. It reminds me of um, Old Boy, like that like, almost like one shot feel. But as they're going between, as the camera, camera inverted commas, yeah. is going between the um, the struts in the windows, it changes to another turtle. So it feels like um, they're they're being filmed in four separate locations. Mm. It's one turtle, yeah. but uh, the turtle changes. It's That's so cool. good, <laughs> really good. I've really enjoyed it. Um, probably a little bit more than Across the Spider Verse. Oh wow, it's been a good year yeah. for them, hasn't it? Ian? Yeah, yeah. Do 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 do. Seth MacFarlane gave some money to WGA SAG Afro workers. That was nice for him. And oh, that's really good. Yeah, do 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 do. Cartoon news concluded. Uh, anyway, Towns, I've run out of animation budget. Toodles. VV Eve. My low poly 3D model spins as I apose while the credits play out. <laughs> that is a good reference. That is a good reference. That is a really terrible outro. Yeah. Did you see the, the gigantic dump truck ass that they gave from Gene Grey in that? Thing? Yeah, Matt was saying, <laughs> wasn't he? Um, and everyone else is flat as a pancake. Yeah. Somebody had a yeah. well, favourite. She's got to have something. Right, because yeah. it's not personality and it's not screen time. <laughs> Twitch keeps all the personality. Yeah. And that was all of our emails. That's good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for your emails. They were excellent. Um, they, yeah, I'd give them a three out of ten. I'm going to be mean so that they try better next time. We'll get even better emails. <laughs> you know, catch more flies with vinegar. <laughs> That's not the saying. That's literally <laughs> the opposite of the saying. <laughs> Um, we need to discuss next themes because we said we were gonna ducks. Ducks. What like Donald and Yep, ducks. Daffy. Yep. Alright. Cool. See, see. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, fine. Oh, uh great. we've already done a uh, best Daffy episode, so we're gonna have to find the second best Daffy episode. Yeah. Alright, okay, we'll do it, we'll do it. <laughs> Alright, All right. the next theme is ducks. It's so ducks. weird. Um, we we will need to, at some point, put out a uh, post to do some sort of schedule for the next month. Cause yeah, we, we need to, yeah, while. we'll do a, um, a proper, like, four-episode structure of what we're going to do yeah. and tell people what we're going to do. Yeah. Instead of keeping it a secret. Yeah. <laughs> we've been shit at that recently. I think it's because our um, recording schedule's been a bit messed up, and part of yeah. that is because it's the summer holidays. Yeah. So I I um, take a also, lot of time off work. It's, it's too hot to care about things. Well, yeah, it is very, very hot at the moment. It's not even it's not even proper hot either. It's no, like sticky, humid. shitty yeah. hot. It's like being in Florida without all the... Well, I was going to say without all the racism, but actually there's plenty well, of racism yeah, really around in this country. Let me see what what's the humidity like right now. What my what's the seven million percent is what I'm going to bet. Seventy eight percent. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's, I was pretty close. Yep, seven million <laughs> seventy eight. Close enough. Yeah. So that was an episode of Two Nouns. Yeah. Available if... at Two Nouns, um, patreon.com slash Two Nouns. Or where... at all good Two Nouns stockists. Yep. <laughs> at your um, Two Nouns wholesalers. Where for as little as one pound, which is however much that is in dollars, it's like I don't know, like one sixty. The economy's in shambles. It could be anything. It could be like yeah, eight pound for a wiener. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can get episodes early, and um, I do like little blog posts and things. So uh, 
check that shit out and you get access to our wonderful community discord where you can talk to all of the uh like-minded toon fans it was batshit crazy yesterday it would not stop i know we, i kept we, having yeah. notification after notification <laughs> yeah. uh we spent like, so long talking about the x-men and spider-man like hours stopped, and hours and hours and hours and hours jeff said we stopped him working for like five hours yeah. yesterday <laughs> which i'm I'm not really surprised by because we were talking about like things that everyone likes. Yeah. Uh, but it's constantly like that in that Discord, and it's full of nice people. Yeah. It's bumping. Um, yeah. Is that a yeah. thing people still say? Bumping. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did anyone ever say it? I did. Often, all mm. the time. It's maybe why nobody talks wow. to me anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And what else do we want to say? Nothing. Um, Big load of nothing. When's your uh, next uh, Story Lords out? Tuesday. Uh, uh, we're recording on Tuesday. I have not finished my story yet. Shit. I, re- I started rewriting today oh, God. Uh, because I wasn't pleased with how the episode had gone so far. The story had gone so far. I've got a loose story in my head. I think I've yeah. just put too much lore in the first episode already. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that'll trick you. That'll trap you. Yeah. So. Um, but I've got like a good You're cast like of characters. You've turned into Dune. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like Dune. I, I was writing it and I asked Rachel to read a bit and she was like, it's a bit Dune-esque. Like, it, <laughs> it feels a bit heavy so far. And I was like, okay, right. And she was like, and she did say you to me... You talking about in, the Benny Gesserit and... <laughs> she said to me, uh, as for anyone who listens to me disparage Rachel on a regular basis, um, <laughs> she, she is very blunt and she said to me... Um, I thought it was supposed to have jokes in it. And I was like, all right, thank you. Thank you, Rachel, for that. And she went off cackling into the dark and she destroyed my self-confidence and then I went back to work. Um, but yeah, I need I need to have another crack at it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard starting again. Mm. Like I was, I was absolutely 100% happy with every single... Um, Every single story, every single character I did, and now I've got to start again. Which yeah, that's is the, really starting really tough. again is the hardest part because yeah. you've got to be completely new. Like even if you yeah. don't need to be completely new, there's a thing in your head that says, "Well, I can't do that because I did that in like episode 16, 27 weeks ago." So, well, I wrote two characters, and I was like, "Oh, I've just written Lionel and Grissom." <laughs> I've just done Lionel and Grissom again, so I better go back. Yeah, to, but just uh, like body swap them. So Lionel is the big guy. And Grissom is a small, like pink in the brain. Yeah. I've sort of done something that's like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's just going to take a while for me to get back into it, I think. It's yeah. uh, not easy, which is why there was a few sort of like disconnected stuff uh, in the first few episodes before I started weaving it all back together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. quite a good thing as well, that now you know you're going to do a through line. Mm. That's um, probably a... You've had you've got more time now to actually like organise the story a bit better. Yeah. Because last time you did like what six episodes of unconnected stories and then had to weave them together into one thing. Yeah, which was good, but yeah. <laughs> hard, <laughs> hard. Yeah. Very difficult. But yeah, it's gonna be gonna be diff gonna be different next yeah. season. I think it's gonna be a bit heavier, but a bit uh horribly depressing all the way it, through. I don't- I don't actually think I'm going to go for horribly depressing this time, actually. That's good. Yeah. Existentially um, depressing. You're going to go into what it means to be human, what it means to be a man. <laughs> I think it's more epic. Okay. 
it's more an epic. I was going to do something and then I decided, no, I haven't fleshed it out that much and I wouldn't be giving it enough of a enough of a sort of like shot. Yeah. And it needs it needs more planning. And what I should have really done is I should have planned it earlier. But I didn't nah, do that. I just nah. I just took a month off. Planning doesn't help anyone. <laughs> Nothing has ever as, been as, made with a plan. As we prove regularly, Fortnite <laughs> on Fortnite on Toon Hounds. We don't plan, we just go with it. Works for us. Yeah, exactly. Works for the British government. Oh my god. Doesn't though, does it? <laughs> Shit, like stumbling towards oblivion. Yep. Ugh. Oh. Right. On that happy note. On that happy note. Merry um, Christmas. We're everyone. doing. We're doing ducks next fortnight. Yeah, apparently, we sure are. <laughs> um. So we will see you in two weeks to talk about whatever ducks. the duck we want. Yeah. Oh shit. Ah. Oh, God damn. This podcast is over. And scene. <laughs> Bye. Bye.